Hey, cold open. Everybody. This is a cold open. What is a cold Freezing. open? Freezing. <laughs> uh, it's uh it's not relevant or related anyway to to what comes next. It's true. Well, it's kind of related, but not really. You're right. Kind of not. I mean, in the fact that it's the same show. Yeah, and yeah. it's part of the Cheesecake Festival. Yeah, it's but, connected but like not not super, you know, it's cold. Yeah. And it's just blah. And yeah, and we're just jumping right into it. That's yeah. the main thing. There, there's no intro. You didn't hear any music before this. No. Unless you were listening. Is that why music. it's called it? I always thought it was because it was not related. Uh... It I always thought a cold open was like, like on a starts, show, it's like huh. they just start without the intro. Hmm. I wonder if it's both. Maybe. But yeah, I always thought uh, it was not related. But Yeah, now yeah. that I think about it, this is not the first time we've done a cold open. But it's the first time we've intentionally done a cold open. And called it a cold open. <laughs> yes. So there you go. Our first intentional cold open. Intentional cold open number one. Hey. Uh, but hey, this is a special thing. We actually already recorded it and edited the episode uh, that you're listening to, you're about to listen to. Well, we you, you are added this yeah. on uh, because something this crazy is, happened. <laughs> this is later. This is later. We're talking about it first. Well, we're going to talk about it first. The uh, you know that the Cheesecake Festival is happening because both Jeremiah and I gave love. the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once by love the Daniels. Movie. Yes, we both love this movie so much, in fact, that we gave it our greatest honor. Uh, we gave it a Cheesecake Factory Award, uh, which was basically our rating, which was basically the highest rating we could give, which meant that, that we couldn't do any better. We, so we had to stop. So basically we decided that we were going to have this festival to commemorate that occasion. And then the well, universe today called us out. Yeah. Straight called us out. In a really weird way. Yeah. <laughs> a really cool way i love it yeah it was like wink and like the the universe itself looked over at me and it went wink and it yes. winked at me and i was like <laughs> <laughs> okay universe okay i don't know what this means are we going steady now or, or so what happened i mean maybe i just got a wink you know maybe he goes on his way and i go on mine and i just you know i think about that wink for the rest of my life i'm sure everyone is very fascinated by the story <laughs> Uh, no, but the what, A24 podcast came out, and it's the Daniels, the directors and writers of the wonderful film, talking to Daniel Radcliffe mm -hmm. while eating Cheesecake Factory. And they specifically call out that they're eating Cheesecake Factory multiple times yeah, and in multiple ways. It's fantastic. <laughs> and apparently it's Daniel Radcliffe's favorite American restaurant, which they talk about quite a bit. Yeah, but it's just crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> it feels crazy. It like, I, 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 I get emails when the new podcast comes out from A24, mm -hmm. and the the heading on the podcast was, A24 podcast, the Daniels and Daniel enjoy Cheesecake Factory while, and I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, this hacked into my email and took random words and, like, rearranged them. And, and then made it an email just for me. There's no way this went out to everyone else. <laughs> and then I called Randy, and he was like, no, that's the episode. And I was like, oh, do they listen to us? <laughs> I'm going to say yes, they probably do. They probably do. I was going to say probably um, not, but, you know, they can do what they want. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It's true. We know you're um, listening. But we, you know what? Regardless, it's a coincidence or not, who knows? Uh, we loved it. It was pretty fun. Oh, and great. we wanted to share it with you. We thought it was a good time. And so. I had a great day for the rest of the day. Just it, thinking yeah. that maybe there's a possibility in some universe where the Daniels and Daniel are listening to me talk about Cheesecake Factory. 
What a call uh, to open. Oh, jeez. Oh, that was a fantastic call. Oh, open. that was the best. So chilly. Uh, anyways, oh. we hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a pretty good one. It happens to be my cheesecake episode, so I'm a little biased. But yeah, Cheesecake Festival Part 6. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Boys. This is about movies? Yeah, Cheesecake Festival Edition. Yeah, we Ooh. made it. We're back at Cheesecake We're Factory. We're Cheesecake Factory. For those of you just joining us, we were here earlier yeah. today. We put in a reservation. Yeah. We had an hour and a half wait. Time's up. So we killed some time doing some fun stuff, but now we're back. We're getting in. I think it's about time now. Let's go inside. Let's head inside. Ooh, hurry up, Randy. Ooh. Hurry up? Why? Uh, let's let's hurry in. Wait, are we late? Hi. Hi. How many? Uh, uh, just two. Yeah, we had a reservation. Should be Edmonds. Okay, I'll find that. Um, looks like this was about an hour ago. <gasps> an, an hour ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How? How long were we at Bucky's? We were there a long time. Um. Do you like hold the table or anything? No, there are no tables open. Oh. Mm. Okay, well, uh. I mean, it's kind of important that we get in. Yeah, this is kind of a, a, kind of a big deal. Um, right, yeah. Sorry, um, I can put y'all back on the bottom of the wait list. How long? Um, be about an hour, hour and a half. Th- there's nothing else? You really can't do anything else? Nothing else. Um, Look, um, ma'am. I mean, how much we realistically talking? Twenty covered. I Four? can put you at the bottom of the wait list. This is really yeah, important kind of important. to us. Look, I, obviously, you can see our microphones. We're, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we have a podcast. We're doing this. like a we're doing like a Cheesecake Factory edition. Yeah, thing. It's, it's called it's like a movie podcast. It's called This Is About Movies. Oh, what yeah. a question mark? Yeah, this is about movies. Yeah. Wait, you've yeah. heard of us? Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! awesome. It's really so you big. Can totally hook yeah, up, right? I'm totally gonna hook y'all up. I'll put you at the bottom of the wait list. Oh, that's whoa, and okay. you can wait for an hour to an hour and a half, or I can get you guys to get takeout. Takeout. That's what I do. It is an idea. Yeah, um, we didn't say we had to be. Well, we are here. Yeah, we are here. This counts. Um, you know what? Do we have to stay here? I'm not even really that hungry. We've been eating the whole time. If y'all could move, yeah, though, there are anything, other people coming I'm, in behind um, you. I was just going to pretend. Uh, I wasn't. Well, I'm sorry, what? Could we We can, can just get cheesecake to go over here? Can, if, yeah, I would I would love for you to put your mics down, though. Oh. Oh. Um, okay. All right. Um... All right, yeah, we're going to get some cheesecake to go, I guess. Uh, thanks, miss. All right, yeah, well, I guess let's that's... Yeah, just do that. Mike's off, gentlemen. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> so, I was reading my review of hereditary on letterboxd and i had like i wrote it maybe like a year ago i don't know let me see the date actually one second there it is oh i wrote it whoa oh actually just last december and as we were talking about like crippling (laughs) depression and anxiety in my review i talk about like my experience with depression and how i kind of related to the movie in that way mm-hmm. i don't know does that make sense yeah because it's such a depressing movie yeah. <laughs> and so um 
I can just like read my review. Go for it. <laughs> okay, so I started off with deep breaths, Tay, deep breaths. <laughs> and then I said, as I sit here writing this review, my stomach is starting to turn. Hee <laughs> hee. Woo, deep breaths. <laughs> and then I said, I first watched this movie in the fall of 2019, my first year teaching. I will never forget it. It was a Monday night that I first watched the movie. Tuesday morning, I walked into school and I went into the library so I could set down my things before I grabbed my first student for tutoring. So I'm an ESL teacher, so I tutor uh, kids who speak different languages. And then I said the lights in the library were not on yet. There were a few medium-sized windows and the natural light shone through to give the library kind of light that allowed you to see around, but there wasn't much life in that kind of light. It felt empty. It felt cold. How can a light feel so cold? I believe the sky was overcast that day, so that light kind of felt gray like the sky. I also felt gray. I felt somewhat empty. I felt like I was missing some life inside of me, like the dull natural lighting in, the, in that library. I tutored a few of my students. I did my best to focus only on them. I tried to forget my empty feeling. The cold lighting from earlier made me feel somewhat depressed. I remember talking to the librarian, a woman a couple years older than me. We had our normal conversations, which usually consisted of me complaining about how much work my students had to do, LOL. But even as we talked, I did not feel fully present. Something else was sticking with me, that same empty feeling, that darn gray light, but also the physical feeling I had after watching Hereditary the prior night. Mm. Now, do you want me to keep reading it? Are we good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, I like to say I am a pretty stable person. I have faith in someone greater. I know who I am and whose I am, but I also struggle with depression every now and then. It's not severe, just enough to make me feel down. Now, oddly enough, here are a few things that can induce my depression. Lack of hope, lack of joy, lack of lighting, and lack of music. And when I say lack of lighting, I want to kind of go into that because even at my own house, I have to have like lamps on and just light and not even like the light that I have to have. It has to be kind of yellow because mm. you know how like it's really popular for people to have like, what are they called? Just LED lights just like where it's just like white bulbs yeah it's like, yeah, a it's like white light. yeah and i don't like those because mm -hmm. those aren't warm like i actually listened to a podcast about your like environment and how warm lights really do help you like your mood and so anyways mm. i like to have like lights in my house so what i was saying was um a few things that can induce my depression if that's the right word lack of hope lack of joy lack of lighting and lack of music weird i know but just hang on for a little while that library also lacked those things. Um, that fall season in my life lacked those things. And the movie Hereditary lacked those things. And then I went on to say, the way Ari Aster, that's how you say his name, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. The way Mr. Aster uses <laughs> things like lighting and lack thereof, sounds and music and lack thereof, camera shots, um, actors and uh, scripts, all of that just amazes me. This movie stuck with me physically for three days after I watched it. I couldn't shake the feeling I had from watching it. I have never in my life been so disturbed after watching a movie. It's a feeling I hate, but dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I love that a movie did that to me. I believe that if a horror movie can affect someone to that extent, 
then it's a pretty good one and I really appreciate it. Mm. I appreciate how much detail is involved. And when I watch this movie now, I try to only focus or mostly focus on the details and the production side of it because I can handle it better that way. Mm -hmm. Um, So then I went on to say a few things that like scarred me in the movie, but I applaud Ari for them. One, the entirety of the peanut scene Uh (laughs) from the moment Charlie eats the nut brownies to the moment she... I, put, I wrote, kisses the streetlight pole. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the second thing, Tony freaking Colette uh-huh. from start to finish. She, like, she, to this day, I can't look at her the same. I know, right? And so her acting was just incredible, and, and she deserved an Oscar. But, I mean, she's still incredible without one. Um, I was... I was a little scared to even look at a picture of her after this movie. Even now, I just have to remember she's an actress. LMAO is what I wrote. (laughs) Um, Three, the wailing cry Annie does, which is Toni Collette's character, after she discovers, you know, you know. Mm -hmm. It's very similar to Daniel's cry. Yeah. (laughs) After that streetlight pole kiss. (laughs) So it's very similar to Danny's cry in Midsommar. Um, and the fourth thing that really scarred me was the attic scene towards the end when Annie was like banging her head, like on like the ceiling, like, yeah. Um, the sound of that, like the sound was what terrified me. Mm -hmm. Um, this isn't a movie, a movie where you can just close your eyes. You have to close your eyes and your ears. (laughs) (laughs) And so the sounds, the sounds in this movie are just as disturbing as what you see, maybe even worse. Mm. So that's my review. On that's a good Red review. <laughs> I like, I mean, we laughed a lot, but I do like the <laughs> kissing the light bulb. It's such a tasteful, but then also horrifying way. Well, and somebody, re- somebody that hasn't seen the movie reads it and is like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> Just, watch. Just watch. You'll get it. It's oh, like, man. is this the scene? It's after the nut brown. <laughs> She's having trouble breathing. What? Why would she kiss a lot? Oh, my God. <laughs> what a terrible euphemism. Uh, so, Tony Collette, uh, have you seen The Staircase? No, I haven't. Okay. Uh, I mean, the, she's brilliant. Oh, is she in that? It's, yeah. It's the HBO. Um, <clears throat> huh? That, or that's on HBO. It is. There's yeah. also a Netflix thing. Well, there's a, so there's an, I mean, it's based off of a a real case. And then there's a documentary that a crew uh, from France, Paris, I think specifically Paris, followed them around Mm -hmm. and then released a documentary series uh, not long after all the results of the case came out. Then HBO created a like fictionalized version of the, the whole thing. So it follows the documentary team who's making, and it also follows the family and the people all involved. Uh, it's really good. And Tony Collette is. Oh yeah. You, yeah. You've been just, talking about that. Yeah. About how there's a scene. So, so they, I mean, I, so here's the crazy thing. I, I didn't, I mean, I was like young when this case actually was happening. And so I didn't really, I don't even know what, know case what about it, it. I don't even know what happens. Yeah. So like, I know, you know, as far as I've gotten into the show, what happens, but that's about, it. I haven't finished the show yet. But I will say that there, you know, there obviously was a crime committed, as far as we know. Um, allegedly. Allegedly, there was a crime committed. <laughs> That's kind of all I can say. And it involves a staircase. When you begin the show, you do not know whether or not she fell down the stairs or if she was pushed or if something else happened or whatever. 
But as they're going through the show she and like various, the staircases. various <laughs> parties um, give their version of what happened. So you have the defense's version of what happened. You have the prosecution's version. You have other versions, you know, outside third parties and things like that. They show you the night of again and again and again. And they play it out in all the different ways that it could have happened. Mm. But that first one is just so... I can't get the image out of my mind. Like, it's so violent and so awful. And Tony Collette is just like, <laughs> it's like the most believable death scene I've ever seen in a movie to where yeah. I was like, I feel like I just watched her die. <laughs> like, it was it was horrifying. Um, Anything that she's in is just, it's just automatically horrifying. She just yeah. brings a physicality to everything that is yeah. so real. I will never get her, like, wailing cry. Out of my head I know. in Hereditary. Even, I mean, yeah, and even oh. you mentioned that it's this, it's it's mirrored in in Midsommar. Yeah, with Danny's uh, with like Danny. wailing cry, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, and yeah. I saw Midsommar first, so that cry to me was like the OG for me because I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, oh gosh, that yeah. like guttural kind of yeah, like makes almost sick. distorted <laughs> sound. Yes. When I watched Hereditary afterwards, I was like, oh, this is like exactly like that yeah. scene, but almost worse. Like, yes. it's just like... I, I, they're very. Yes. They're both. They're both women mourning. Yeah. I don't know how you the do death that. of a loved one. Like and, it sounds like true and, pain. I don't know how you fake that. Yeah. Literally, I don't know how you do it or how they did it. Like unless they were off on set and they were like, everyone in your life just died. <laughs> Action. And they're like, wait for real? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I mean, they used to do stuff like that with little kids. Oh my gosh! Uh, wow, that's horrible. Geez. I mean, that's what they did. So, uh, back in some older movies, they'd be like, "Your puppy died." All the cameras. All the cameras. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So, I mean, there's obviously a lot to unpack with these films. Oh yeah. But yeah, today we're we're specifically <laughs> we're here picked this for for, for my cheesecake movie, which is Midsommar. Yeah, which is Midsommar, yeah. not hereditary. Um, not but hereditary, but I feel like it's impossible to talk yeah. about one without talking about the yeah. other. I'm really interested to see if his new film uh, oh. is going to be anything like these two. I kind of hope it isn't, but also at the same time, I also kind of hope it is. Maybe uh, it'll have some of the same elements. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I hope he aspects, sticks, but different plot. You know, I hope he sticks with like the, the, the fairy tale gone wrong for adults. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I liked the all-out horror of Hereditary, mm-hmm. but yeah. I don't know. There's something more. I feel like there's something more to think about with Midsummer. Yeah, I can watch Midsummer. I, I can watch it, you know, multiple times. Yeah, same. Uh, and still be horrified by what's happening, but weirdly like that movie is like just oddly cathartic it just it's there's like a release of tension at the end of that movie that feels so good is the wrong word i mean yeah. it's but it's just <laughs> yeah, like a sense of like it's almost the screams, like screams it's the screams and like you're getting something out of your system yeah. instead of screams getting it into your system. Well, yeah, and Hereditary just ends, and it's like, yeah, everything yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you're like, He's so, all <laughs> hell the devil, yes. Yeah, I mean, the devil will rule and have his day. It's like, oh, that sucks. There's, I, yeah, that, I mean, that scene of, of uh, Annie's headless body <laughs> yeah. floating into the treehouse is like, I don't want I remember, to I remember that. being it's in the so theater. Good, but it's so horrifying. I think I watched it alone. <laughs> and I then uh, alone. and I was the only one in the theater. And then it oh, ended man. and like the lights came up and I was like, 
Oh, oh hell, the devil! I'm like, what? what? I'm like, where do I go after this? I don't know what to do. Like, I just stand up and go home after this. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, uh, no, not the devil. Start praying and, and you just leave the blood of Jesus over your life. Seriously, <laughs> not you, yep. devil. No. I also watched it alone, but in my bedroom. I, I didn't. I didn't you see had it nowhere until to go. about. It came out in what 2017, 2018. Uh, I think yeah. I saw it. Yeah, I think I saw so. it the next year. So. Yeah, I only saw it. I think a, maybe two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, it's hard to say. Yeah. COVID time is so weird that it's uh, like I don't remember when things happened. It's all one year. We're just gonna yeah. say it was two years ago. <laughs> um, it was the year that Midsummer came out. So whenever that same. was. Same. Yeah, I think yeah. same. Wait. 2019. 2019. I think it was 2019. And that was when it was. So three years ago, maybe. Yeah, three years ago. Same here. That um, was three years ago. I know, right? <laughs> so weird. Just, I mean, for the listeners, we, today actually, we didn't plan on having any guests for the last two episodes of the Cheesecake Factory. Um, because <laughs> we, the whole point was that was we were going to. It was mirrored in Midsommar. A girl <laughs> invited herself. <Yeah. laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Wait a second. This might not be a good thing. <laughs> Um, (laughs) no that's good that's great yeah i told taylor she could be on the podcast but she's not gonna be on the podcast okay okay? yeah that's what he told me and then you came in and i was like dude she's here oh my gosh (laughs) and i was like i got this stuff she's like no i don't want it yet you're ruining everybody's trip i love the seat that moment when she comes in and they're all like playing it cool and then Mark's like, hey, can I can I have you look at this paragraph? He stands up to leave and then sets his laptop down and then remembers like a half second later, like, oh, crap, oh, that's yeah. part of my cover. Goes and grabs the laptop and then awkwardly walks out. It's so funny. <laughs> it's like, no one believes you, Mark. Like, you're an idiot. Hey, how are you? I um, hated I hated his character so much. Ooh, right. oh, but it's, he but he's so good at it. He's so though. obnoxious, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. He's a great I actor. Mean, he's great, um, but just his character. Is, ugh. <laughs> I just had to be. <laughs> you paid off my asses. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> he oh knows I didn't know, right? He's going to kill me. <laughs> oh, I love this movie. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, we'd, we weren't planning on having any guests uh, because the previous five have been. You know, we brought back a, a former guest onto the show to talk about their cheesecake film, and so if we're talking about our own, it's just it's just us two. But then I was talking with Taylor just a couple of days ago, and uh, she had mentioned uh, well, we were talking about bringing her onto the podcast for something else, and then she was <laughs> like, "Hey, it would be really awesome to podcast uh, and talk about Midsommar and Hereditary and how they're very similar, and just uh, talk about those two movies." And I was like, "And Red was actually like, what tomorrow." <laughs> We're going to record about this. And then you, I was like, you know what? Uh, he's like scrolling through his phone. He's like, did I text anyone? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So Taylor's How here. You know? And uh, welcome to This Is About Movies. Yay. We're glad you're here. <laughs> um, and thank you for sharing that review. I think I read that in the past, probably around the time that you wrote it. Oh, yeah. But it's good to hear it again. How, let me just ask you this then. Okay. With the stuff that you felt about that film, how did... Uh, how was it different or similar after watching Midsommar? You mean how I viewed the film? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so, I mean, you have a movie that's, you're talking about sort of like almost oppressive darkness, mm-hmm. spiritually, 
like yeah. figurative, figuratively and literally. And then you have a film that's entirely in the light. Yeah. Um, how, but, but almost feels the same. Mm-hmm. Yes. How did that, how did you can talk about that for a little bit? Yeah. I'll, I'll try to express what I feel. It's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. Take your time. But man, they are so similar, but so different. And I don't know. They're similar in kind of what they lack almost. Like Hereditary is so dark. And there's like, if there's a lamp on in the house, it's like so dim. But Midsommar is so light and so vibrant and flowers and butterflies and rainbows and not really. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> and it's still but horrifying. It's still terrifying. <laughs> and so I think that they both, they both, what am I trying to say? Do they do they make up for what they lack? I don't know what I'm what I'm trying to get to here, but well, I like that idea. I mean, it somewhere <laughs> is like almost like it's lacking darkness, but there is darkness there, but yes, it's not in a not actual way. like physical darkness yes. because they're in a yeah. place where the sun doesn't really set, yeah, like, except for maybe a couple hours. And so there are definitely scenes in the film where it is dark. I mean, early on, the first part of the film is in winter, and so we get yeah. this. You know, we a lot of basically every scene in winter is 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 in darkness except for one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, actually all of them. I think once we go out the window and the title card comes, then once we're back in, it's now summer. So once we're out, yeah, once all winter is dark. And then once we're in summertime, there's only like one or two scenes that are at nighttime, technically. Mm-hmm. One is a dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where it's actually dark outside. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then one is she's sitting in a field and you can see that it's like dim outside yeah. because it's like, it's probably really late. But it feels like maybe yeah. five o'clock. Yeah, that <laughs> in most would, other places. Yeah, that would be like as close as it gets to dark time. Yeah, so it, yeah. it was probably closer to like you know eleven o'clock or midnight at that time. Um, yeah, and isn't there a scene that was like cut? Maybe it's not in the like the theatrical version, but mm-hmm. it's like if I remember, I think it was in the trailer, and it was like her like levitating or something. I don't um, remember. It, I think it was like a deleted scene, but I swear it's in the trailer. Uh, there's one with a. They have like another city, city like the village <laughs> trial with the little girl in the river. Maybe yeah, that's it. It's the yeah. The, I think that's. I feel like that's ceremony. Yeah. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. That yeah, you're right. That is at night. It is like almost full dark at the time, but yeah, they did that, cut it. That was cut, and then we can talk about the differences between the director's cut and the. Okay, I the have theatrical. not seen the director's cut, but I want to. Yeah, uh, it's it's <laughs> that one little scene, and then. I don't know. It there's, feels like there's quite a bit more. To a it, lot more arguing every time they argue. <laughs> a lot of a lot more arguing. But somehow, there, yeah, somehow that adds that have been, thirty minutes or however yeah. long it adds. But it didn't feel like it. Yeah, it it adds a lot of like extended scenes. So like it takes like there's one that's uh, the car ride. The car ride's a lot longer, uh, is yeah. a lot longer. And actually, oh. I actually think better. There's some interesting filmmaking stuff that they do in the car. Some camera work that's really fun, and some other things that are happening with the sound yeah. uh, that they cut completely from the movie. And I actually think that actually works really well for the film. Some of the other stuff you can see why it was cut. Uh, it sort of messes with the pacing, and sure. there's a there's an argument between Christian and and Danny that almost like relieves tension when it shouldn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know, because there's like a thing you know you don't in in movies where you don't you don't let characters say I love you. Because as soon as they say, I love you, all right, we feel good. Like, there's no more, yeah. like, there's no more tension there anymore. You're like, yeah, yeah. Um, 
You know, like, it doesn't matter what happens up, from here on out. They love, they you, love each other. Okay. It's when they don't say I love you and then one of them like, you know, and then they go apart. You don't know what's going to happen because yeah, nothing's Even the resolved. first time on the phone, she's like, he's at the pizza place. The first phone call, she goes, I love you. And it's like three seconds. Yeah. And you're like, brother. I love you. And he's like, I love you. And you're like, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's an, I mean, I'm just thinking like, there's like a, a rule, a, you know, an unspoken rule of like writing. You just don't, you don't let people say I love you. That's why if you watch a lot of movies, and TV shows, they don't really say it. And when they do, it's always the end mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, in time with that resolution. But the, um, well, even him taking like three <laughs> seconds to say it, you're like, uh oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a <laughs> lot of reasons. Did you why, not hear her? Excuse me. Not sir. a good person. But <laughs> yeah, I forgot where I was going. But yeah. Um, oh, Jeez the pizza. argument that they're yeah. having yeah. in the, ex- <laughs> in the uh, director's cut is, uh, it's sort of, they basically kind of air all the things that are left unsaid in the theatrical cut are just brought to light. And in doing so, it kind of like takes away the edge, which it, I think it actually hurts the film. So I, I actually prefer the theatrical cut over the director's cut. It's nice to see the director's cut because there's lots of interesting yeah. things. The water thing, the river ceremony is interesting. There's some weird stuff that they do, but I think. Yeah, was that the first the or second one she went to? Second? Yeah, it's weird how they place it. It's like, it's like the cliff scene happens, and then they immediately go okay. to the river ceremony. Yeah, I was thinking. And so Danny's like, like reeling from all this stuff, and then the river ceremony is like very lighthearted and kind of funny. And yeah, you're like, what? And then am I remembering then it right? They go she to she the, like injects herself, and she's like, no, not this girl. Yeah, <laughs> and it's starts, like it's like, hold on, this isn't like a death one. They're like, come on, Danny. And we she's like, kill no, 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 no. And you're like. Well, you're standing up for him now, but it's a little too late. Yeah. Like, but then there's like, then you have this, the follow-up scene of like, where they're like, man, what a day, right? That was crazy. And she's like, I just need to process all this stuff. And you're yeah. like, it doesn't, it doesn't work as well with that scene, it which we- is why it was, it was weird cut, in. And it <laughs> felt like it was just added in. Yeah. It didn't feel like it was part of the story at all. Man, um, the cliff scene though. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that was rough. So rough. <laughs> still, still don't see why, like the, What's his name? What's Doofus boyfriend's name? Christian. Christian, yeah. <laughs> like, if he has any idea of what's coming, he's like, no, nah, she can be here. This will be all right. Oh. He's just very what selfish to the point doof. where he doesn't even yeah. acknowledge a lot of things that are happening around him. I don't even think he's aware of most of uh, what Danny's going through. Honestly, I mean, we know, I think we know that yeah. the only reason he's with her still is because she lost her family. Yeah. And it, he was kind of trapped. And I felt bad for him in that sense because it's like, what? how do you leave that relationship? Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe he was wishy-washy and he needed to get out and he was being indecisive. But had, at that had, point, it's like, what are you going to like, you got to break up with her? one quick chance. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. When he picked up the phone and then she was doing that like guttural cry, oh. he could have just been like, that was the time. Yeah, and then just never answered the phone again. That's the one quick... That's his one chance. He didn't take it. He's yeah. like, no, I'll come over and console you. <laughs> like, mm. trapped. Six months, bud. That's what Six. that just cost you. So I read somewhere, um, I think it was just like an interview, or maybe it was just like an article mm-hmm. of someone's thoughts, or I don't know. But I read that he wrote that, like Ari, Ast- Ari Aster, sorry, wrote that with his own, like, failed relationship in mind, maybe. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I think it was his was a relationship with his fiance, I believe. Oh. Yeah, he's talked about it a lot in interviews and stuff and how it was okay. he he considers Midsommar basically a breakup, a breakup movie. movie. 
But I mean, it's more than that. I think that's probably where it started. And yeah. Obviously, that is there, but I just know. found that really interesting, and I wonder if if he wrote him like himself as Danny or Christian, like if he was the Christian in their relationship, or mm. if he was the Danny in their relationship. I don't. Uh, I think he's talked about how he was the one that was left, like it was oh, man. the other person that uh, broke off the relationship. Mm. But I would imagine mm. that just with how he tells his stories, I would imagine there's yeah. probably a little bit of him in all of them, not just yeah. on, uh, I don't think he's like, I'm Danny. And then <laughs> I, I mean, you know what I mean? Because the writer's kind of everyone. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. At least a little bit. Or their experiences with people. And mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is. I don't know. As as uh, awful as Christian is, there's definitely some stuff in him that you can see, like, he's got problems. But there's definitely stuff there that you're like, man, I see a little bit of myself in that moment. Or I see a little bit of myself in that moment with Danny. Oh, yeah. Or that moment with Mark being stupid. And you're like, I've <laughs> yeah, done that. I mean, like, I've been stupid. Like, flawed. So, and <clears throat> yeah. Takes, you know. So it, even as much as the movie might want you to, like, hate you haven't let people get up some of the, the characters, it's, it's hard. It does. It also room. is aware that it's like, mm. we. there's a little bit of all of us in each of these people. So, yeah. I was gonna say I've also so, peed on so, an ancestry. Yeah. I mean, where have we all? Sorry so. about it. I didn't. I didn't know. To be fair. Wow. Thank goodness that guy hasn't killed me yet. Uh, but I feel like he's coming. Every time I every time I go somewhere to eat, he's just, he's just watching, he's just staring. <laughs> what are some of your favorite moments in the film, Taylor? Okay. Um. I really, I think my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes is after Danny discovers Christian doing the ritual thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she goes into the house and all of the girls are with her on the floor and they're like doing this terrible like cry, but they're like doing it with her, like mimicking her in a way. And when I first watched it, it was so uncomfortable, but I I don't know. I just, I found it kind of beautiful. Mm You know, because, I, I mean, I think that they, that was just their way of empathizing with people and mourning with people. And so I think it's my favorite scene um, in the movie, even though it is just weird and uncomfortable. But I, it's my favorite just because of that sisterhood displayed mm-hmm. kind of. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a really great scene. That whole that whole thing yeah. is like wild, but so wild. Um, just everything from the, when the dancing starts till the moment. Til, that, yeah, uh, till the end, really. Well, yeah. Till the end, yeah. From it's there, like, it's pretty like, much just a roller oh. coaster. Yeah, it's a roller coaster. Um, I mean, I think that's why I love this movie. Why, why I can watch it over and over again because yeah. it's over and over is probably strong, but I can watch it multiple times. Um, <laughs> He's every, like three, three times today, <laughs> just at today. least once a year, I can watch it somewhere. Uh, every is summer, that sense of, I mean, so p- the character Pele, the one who's like the the person who's from the the commune who goes out and He's so cute. <laughs> I, I would have fallen for him definitely. <laughs> you want to come to my um, I know and he's like he's an artist so he draws people he's like no oh, it's nothing just uh, just something I do for birthdays <laughs> like what oh, he handed her that he handed her that one picture and I was like that, that's the that's ugliest <laughs> is this me is this supposed to be me oh thank, thank you 
so mysterious. And then what? Mysterious. And then I followed that up by watching uh, Hereditary, and it was like, uh, anytime I think your sister was drawing me, she made me look really. <laughs> It's wow. like, so, so it's been like, <laughs> same drawing. Oh, man. But yeah, there's like, I mean, that that is not the only instance of that. It's probably the most yeah. remarkable one, except for maybe the finale. <laughs> but that sense of, uh, I mean, Pele talks about how. Well, uh, no, they're you, doing you, it the whole time. Right. Yeah, yeah. He talks about how there's a, he has, like, he lost his family in a fire, but he didn't have time to feel loss because he was swept up into something that was bigger than him and something that uh like held him and then he's like he asked danny you know have you ever been held like that and he's not really necessarily talking about being physically held although that's part of it sure um and then he goes on to kind of talk about sort of criticize christian as as maybe you know has he ever actually held you in that way sort of offering up subtly an alternative to that with with this commune that they're a part of and Danny's not quite aware of that at the moment but but you see those moments throughout the movie of like examples of like her being held in Christian's arms when she's mourning her family Uh, and how we know that Christian's there by obligation only and if he had an opportunity to get out of that that he probably would but he's trapped now and so like it's like the worst person to like go through that with you know but they're both they're just in it and I'm sure that's a real experience that many people have gone through. And then, you know, you have the scene with the the sisters in the house crying with Danny. And it's like this weird mimicry yeah. that they're doing. <laughs> that's uh, it's very strange. Yeah. It's well, like it's a strange. Super it is, it, it is, <laughs> well, I mean, it's but then I mean, even in the scene in the, the house or in the temple with Christian, with yeah, all the doing, women, they're, the they're thing, also yeah. doing the same thing where yeah. they're they're basically copying and, and it like. Mimicking what she's yeah. throwing out there. Just yeah. all the stuff. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to dance around all this stuff? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the, yeah, and then it ultimately at the very end, you have the same thing with, uh, uh, well, you have it with the cliff scene when uh, they bring the hammer out and have to like put the old man out of his misery. Everybody in yep. the crowd is crying out yes. as well. And then at the very end when the, the, b- the victims thing. are burning alive, <laughs> the people are yeah. also acting out as if they are burning alive as well yes some of them are going someone's there's that one little kid who's just like this is the most fun i've ever had on a movie you know like (laughs) he went home that day was like mom guess what i got to do i got to run around (laughs) pretend like i was on fire i yelled so loud At so, some points, I even barked like a dog. <laughs> so I, I follow Florence on Instagram, and uh-huh. actually, um, she posted recently about that scene, and I mm. want to try to find it. I want to try to read her caption, but give me <laughs> yeah, a second. Go for it. Has anyone asked her directly, like, why are you smiling at the end? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of have my uh, my thoughts about that. Tell us, please. I think I, I kind of see it. Um, I think that she found her family. And mm-hmm. I think that through that, you know, Christian's gone. Um, you know, she chose for him to be gone. And mm-hmm. so I think that she's, before that, you know, I think she's grieving that. But I think at the end, she, what the family she lost, she lost all of her family. And I think she had a new family in a way. And I, and I think that her smile kind of, I don't know, just shows that she gained back family maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's. 
that's like spot on. At least that's how I, I read it as well. I mean, some but people it, are kind of like, but it's so evil. Looking. It is. It's, it does. It's like yeah. a so, smirk. It's super creepy. It's yeah. And I think that's, one, yeah. I think the ambiguity of it is intentional. I think he's trying not to like lock us into one. Well, well when, one thing, but. when you make it a metaphor and she's like moving on with her life and she's accepting happiness and euphoria and finding like, that's okay. But what's really happening in that moment is she's killing her boyfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I mean I think the movie is constantly letting you it's sort of letting you lean into that metaphor. Yeah, and the meta- and the metaphor is there the whole time. There's an undertone but of like but it's always like, oh no, wait, there were a couple yesterday. Like literally yesterday. <laughs> There wasn't there wasn't like a moving on period and and he's moved on and found a new lady who he satisfies mm. and then he became like a guy who doesn't see life and he didn't get what he wanted out of life and he's given up and yeah. and she's moving on and letting life do with her ex boyfriend yeah it's like no that was like six hours ago and and like you in reality were like ah, I don't know kill him who cares <laughs> yeah well I mean I think there's even just in that final scene of the film there's that moment where they go into the uh the the building the yellow building and the the priestess guys like here the sap of the the whatever tree mm-hmm. for uh yew tree the yew tree to um remove so the pain no pain or so, so you, you know pain. no fear so you know no fear and obviously neither that didn't work at all like yeah. I, none of that stuff worked out because the one guy is super nervous the whole like time a, and the that, other guy that alone was like a test of their resolve test of yeah. their faith yeah but then in that moment, the music is like triumphant and glorious. And then there's this, the, it dips into this like awful, like discordant violin yeah. strings. Yeah. Um, and, and it feels like something, there's an evil yeah. undertone here. Yes. And then it swings back into this. <laughs> na, 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 and then na, she goes, yeah. yeah. And you're like, and oh. she smiles and it's like, so there is something beautiful happening there. I think Taylor's right when you talk about the. She yeah, I, th- I think family. it's meant to be. But I think the movie is yeah. also acknowledging the fact that there's there's some She's weird murdering and her boyfriend. twisted stuff happening <laughs> yeah. here. Sure, um, yeah. And yeah, but I, I like that it has that duality going on, that there's yeah. like... <laughs> so I, I found um, what she had said. She shared a picture of her and the girls hugging. Mm-hmm. This was like wasn't the scene. It was just them in that room hugging. I think after they had finally finished filming that, And she, if I can read it, she said, this was the scene, the scene which all who were included knew exactly how many days there were until we shot it. The scene where we would all throw our guts out on the floor and war cry and scream in each other's faces. Luckily, (laughs) Ari wrote exactly what we needed to do. We needed to grieve within under a minute. We needed to start every take fresh-faced and end it with snot and salty tears on our arms, chest, cheeks, and hands. In the film, my character had just seen something truly horrifying, so heartbreaking that she vomited 10 seconds after viewing it. The Harg, is that how you say it? The Hargan women? The Hargan women? Uh, Har- Harga? I think is what yes. Okay. Yeah. She has yes, a we all okay. said it correctly. The H women. <laughs> the H women. <laughs> the H women. <laughs> collect her in pieces and instantly march her to a quiet place and mirror her emotions back at her. The Har, Harg, it's, Hargan women. Sure. Oh, don't Hargan worry. Way, we said it right. We the eighth way right. is the the Hargan way is to share emotions, feelings, and pain. They want to share any form of trauma and joy so that you don't go through it alone. So every single woman in this scene knew that on this day we would we would attack something truly scary and truly hard. And this picture captures a moment. Our first AD 
said we wrapped on the scene. I remember the first take being so long, much longer than is displayed in the film that you all watched. When Ari said, cut, we all clung on to each other's arms and dug our nails into each other's palms and wept, sobbed, heaved. I remember it being really hard to stop. I've never been an actor that finds it easy to cry on camera. It's something very personal to me, and despite finding all other aspects of acting exciting and thrilling, I find crying very scary, and at some points in my career, directors have had to change the scene because I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. On this film, in this scene, I found a true sisterhood. So there's that sisterhood. Mm-hmm. We all looked at each other before we started rolling and knew it would be hard and awkward and strange and unnatural. We knew it wouldn't be pleasurable. But by the end, we would roll in each other's laps and cry and allow our bodies to keep heaving. That's the funny thing about filming. You get it all ready to shoot, and then someone says cut, and sometimes, and beautifully, your body doesn't understand cut and just keeps feeling. I documented this moment because I knew I probably wouldn't see all these women like this again. I, I really like how she ex- how she went back and just kind of explained that a little bit more and how that was that process because i imagine it was really awkward like i'm not an actor but i feel like that would just be so awkward to (laughs) film (laughs) well until you're like 30 seconds in i I would imagine then you're like okay whatever (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah you're right that would be just a very uh sort of (laughs) yeah very difficult moment to describe to someone not there i think Yeah. yeah I don't know. I think. I mean, I've been on set where there's been she yelled in my I some emotional in her scenes, <laughs> but but nothing like that. And yeah. so even even with some smaller stuff like you, I mean, as the crew, you have to be. There's just an understanding of like you don't, you know, you don't act up, you don't do dumb things on set, you don't interrupt what's going on because what is being created is people have to dig really deep for stuff, and they have to. It it's, can be difficult to get to that place to be able to not just make themselves cry like she's talking about, but like even just be that vulnerable Oh yeah. with other people. And then, so it's, it's what's funny is it's like the thing that they're acting out is almost actually happening in the room yeah. in real life. And so that's so weird. And if you're not done um, setting the lighting by the time Christian Bale's ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> you kind of get yelled at. <laughs> but that's, what's so crazy about this movie is like at the end, I remember when I watched it in the theater, some friends of mine, we were, we all kind of looked at each other after the credits and we were like, did I just like join that cult? <laughs> like we're like, cause I kind of feel like I'm on their side now, but also I don't feel good about it. Like it's just was such a weird thing, but you, uh, we, oh, I think you, we want yeah. so badly to like, like what she's describing there is very beautiful. Want the, want the sense of community. We want that. The, uh, yeah. Without the, cre- without the creepy yeah. human sacrifice helmets. Yeah. <laughs> and the weird rituals. But yeah, <laughs> uh, we all have weird rituals. Cliff jumping. Maybe not, Cliff maybe not jumping. killing people, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I will say this to anybody who hasn't seen the film. Um, why are it, you listening? Uh, to this? Why are you listening? First of all, um, maybe I'll maybe I'll roll this back to the beginning. But like <laughs> this this movie is strange. Okay, it's weird. Yeah, uh, it's, it's so great. <laughs> it is a very good film. I think it's absolutely yes, beautiful. I think it's too. a work of art. I, but it's not for everybody. There's yeah. some weird stuff in it. There's some crazy <laughs> stuff in it. And it, and <laughs> yeah. So I don't like. I recommend it, but also I don't. So there's that. <laughs> there yeah. I mean, even my first time watching it, 
you you're talking about the first time you saw it. You took me a week later, mm-hmm. and you were like halfway watching me the whole time. Yeah. The whole time, I'm just like. My stomach hurts, dude. <laughs> I gotta get out of here for like two and a half hours, and then like the mo- the credits roll, and I'm like, <sighs> okay, I liked that movie. <laughs> just really bothered, like like just the tension the whole time. It was yeah awful, yeah, but good, yeah. And then you get to the end, and you're like, okay, well played, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, kind of like what I said in my review on Hereditary, like both of these movies, both of them, um, usually I can get away with covering my eyes or covering my ears in a scene that bothers me. But this one, you have to do both. It's both because the sounds of everything is just like even some of the some of the music in Midsommar, like it would make my stomach hurt. I don't know. I can't think of exactly. Oh, I was, what I was scenes, there the, out the whole time watching the movie the first time. In well, the, the cliffs, like, the cliff scene, the cliff scene. I think there's like some very low. Uh, I don't know what what even instrument it is, but it's mm. like a very low, like maybe just some strings. I don't know, but it's so that scene felt like ten minutes, and I know it wasn't even that long, but it just made it feel so long, and my stomach was like in knots, and like the cut, like the lighting and the sky. And the color of the cliff, it was like a light gray. It almost blended in with the sky. And just, oh, that whole scene, like, I, I, I thought I was going to throw up. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it was weirdly staccato, too. Like, something would happen and be long and drawn out. Or she'd yeah. even, like, kind of start crying, and then she'd stop. Yeah. And then it would be silent for, like, five seconds. And you're like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, yeah. oh, no, oh, no. And then it'd be like, boom, and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I remember after after one of them fell Maybe it was when the woman had jumped off. Like they they showed the people um, like down below, and I think the sound was like muted or something. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't hear their wailing and crying. I think it was mm-hmm. just like it's like know, distant. Yeah. yeah, well, I don't think they yeah. cried until the old man yelled out. Yeah. Oh. it was like a it was like they were feeling but, his pain. But you do true. hear uh, what's he's Connie out. and Connie. oh the um, British guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Oh her, yeah, you do hear them. Her yeah, boyfriend's name, but freak um, out about it. But you hear them like muffled, kind of just it's like mu- a, it's very muffled, yelling and cussing yeah. and freaking out. But I love that we see like we see the whole thing happen. Yeah. But the build up to it, like oh, you man. know, <laughs> you know what's going to happen immediately. But you're like. But is it going to yeah. happen? And, and yeah. then it does that like, roller coaster hangy and, thing, and you're yes. like, "Don't, man!" And oh. then, but then we're on Danny, and Danny's kind of like, like the camera just moving in on her, and she yes. just sits there, so and then numb. the sound is going away, yeah. and then you just see her like, <gasps> and yeah. react to it. Mm-hmm. It's God, very it's so well, well done. done. Oh, yeah. So well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. I also love that. I mean, there's so many things in this movie that are there's like little what I'm going to call little yes. mysteries. Because they're yeah. just things that they, because they, I mean, they built that little town. Oh, yeah. So they just filmed Incredible. in this small town that they built out in the woods. Yeah. They make it feel like an absolutely real place. Yes. Like <laughs> from all of the like weird festival things that are happening to just the logistics of how the village works to even just like, like just little moments throughout the film. I'll, I'll what, try to what's pick, that? pick a, a few bear, of them. It's a bear. It's a bear. Yeah. <laughs> we're we just going to ignore the bear. Yeah. And he's like, it's a bear. Yeah. I love, but I mean, that's totally, <laughs> that's totally for the audience to be like, wait, why is there a bear? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
What and then they're like, world? oh, and look, a love story yeah. on this artwork. On this Comic side. strip. <laughs> and you're like, like oh, cool, okay, a love yes, story. Love, whoa, oh, what? God, a love story? <laughs> <laughs> but not even like that stuff. Like there's two, maybe three moments where a character in the movie who is like a just off to the side will look at the camera. And there's like no reason for it, but the, but it's intentional. It's yeah. not like a an, an actor or a background actor accidentally like spiked the camera a little bit. It's like like yeah. the cliff scene. They they go to a super wide shot, and there's a boy standing yeah. on the right side of the frame, and he just turns around and looks directly into the lens. Yeah, what, yeah like what? Do and you then think looks about that? back, yeah. and it's like yeah, it's basically like asking you as the audience, like what do you think? Like, mm. and it's it's so <laughs> wild. But there's another spot in the. Uh, I don't remember. I think it's during the dancing moment. One of the women kind of like, I think she like stumbles to the side and she looks up and she looks right at the camera and kind of smiles and then moves on. And it, it's it's like constantly like inviting you as the audience member to be like, you still here? Like, this is nuts, right? Like, well, yeah. yeah uh, then like I kind of like got that, that she, they were like, we're letting her be the queen. What do you think about that? Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, what do you do with the queen? <laughs> no, Danny. But yeah, there's like, there's a few moments. Like, I wish I could remember all the exact moments, but that's the boy is the big one that I remember because he's it's very obvious. Like, it just it's he's the only character in this in this, the scene that's like in the foreground. Everybody's way in the background, but yeah, that um, one that one in particular is yeah. is super like well audience. <laughs> <It's> yeah, <just laughs> like, like they might as well just pause the movie. Yeah. I, like, really, I really, I really like that scene. The I, I forgot. That's one of my favorite scenes. Also, is the dancing scene because it's so like it's so fun. It is, yeah. And they like Danny that, and that was like, wasn't that like soon after the cliff scene too? No, this. Maybe? I mean, it's towards the end of the film. So yeah. it's, okay, sorry. It's, it's, it's like day three or four or it's, something. Yeah, like that. I feel like it was still after like something. It was after something horrible. I mean, you know, yeah, something. And it was just, I like how it kind of made you smile a little bit and made you feel like oh you know this they are nice they're yeah. good people yeah. <laughs> but also <laughs> I, I found it really interesting that the people that were sitting now watching when they waved it was like it was like when Their you clap it was like the the sign language clapping you just uh-huh. kind of wave your hand so I wondered why they why they clapped in that way and I wonder if there's everything is intentional right so mm. I wonder why they were doing that clap there has to be something behind oh, yeah. it, you know? <laughs> she, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what the reasoning for it was. I just but figured it was a weird a, way. A weird way to... Maybe <laughs> well, so. Well, so the I audience know. knows what's happening simultaneously. That's it, kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's definitely any way that they can make this place feel other. Yes. And not un- and and unlike other. where we're from. It's an other we, while you still understand, understand so. what's going on. And yeah. it's, a, it's a quick way in that shot in particular at the dance scene. You can see that Christian is immediately. You immediately can tell that Christian's not involved at all. Yeah, yeah he's wearing a blue shirt and everybody's in white. Yeah, he stands and, up and everyone else thumb. is literally doing like, ah, uh-huh. and he's like, yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> yeah, having some stomach problems or who knows what's going on. It's feeling real weird. But even yeah, that's when she's like. I mean, she's she's on a like trip right now. Because she's on some sort of hallucinogenic, and uh, so think, like I when they're the mushroom, kind of mushroom tea, tea. <laughs> yeah, so like they're moving their hands, and their hands are blurry when they're it's doing so it. They're like, yeah. they're doing maybe it was stuff. for so the like for the people watch. Maybe it's some kind of weird like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the I'm trying to think of any other of those like weird moments. Uh, just like little details that I love. I love yeah. that. Uh, uh, the fox girl. I I, can't, I don't remember why we call her fox girl. Fox face. <laughs> 
Uh, maybe just because that's from Fox. that's from no, it's from uh, Hunger Games. It's like the there's a girl they call Foxface, but I think some friends and I we we called this girl Foxface because she looked like what we thought of that girl looked like. It's the girl that lures Mark away. Um, oh yeah, the one that okay. so she was so she, nice. Yeah, she was like <laughs> nice, whatever, hey, like like here. cute flirting and things like uh, that. I show you, yeah. and he's like, she's gonna show me. <laughs> she's gonna show me. <laughs> Mark, you're gonna die. Uh, so the next time we see her, like, well, Skin okay, the fool. The, the, okay, so she disappears with him, and they don't know where she yeah. where he's at, right? Uh, well, then it's in the dance, like they narrow it down to like the last eight. And then suddenly the camera like is like moving with her and she oh. comes into frame and she's in the dancing circle and you're like, wait, yeah, like, you know, that Mark's dead, you <laughs> yeah. know, but it's so weird. Like how, how dare she show her face? Again? Exactly. <laughs> like, like there's so much like, like you would think in, in any other horror movie, there would be like this, like, oh, we've got to keep the secret plan a secret from the, but I, it's almost like the people in this village, like, yes. They it, need to have some sort of secrecy because they yeah. know that the pe- these people aren't going to sta- understand. But at the same time, they just throw it right out there. They go they're right like, back. They're just like, "No, yeah. your boyfriend left you. There was only seat for one." So <laughs> yeah, he left. Yeah. yeah, he wouldn't do that. He did. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> but like just the fact that she shows up again, and in any other situation, Danny would be like, "Where's Mark?" But she's like hallucinating she's having a good time she's, she's dancing like, it's weird and it's just like oh gosh like like the the evidence is just well, right also, there also it was mark it was mark. so they're like ah, worst what? one she's just like <laughs> did we really lose anything i don't know uh but if you see once once you're out of that scene there's another moment i don't remember where it was uh but it's like shortly after that uh and she has scratches on her face and i'm assuming that it's mark trying to like Defend himself, keep his face skin in some way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> alert. But she has, on. she has, uh, she has like, yeah, she's got scratch, like, like little like red marks on her face that weren't there before. And then when th- there's another shot that's so weird, but like they're going into the room where the the priest, like the high priest guy, is teaching the young boys how to yeah. skin the bear and gut the bear. Yes. Uh, well, we're going into that building where that's happening. The girl with the scratches on her face. And like the the main girl from the crying scene um, with Danny yeah. are both talking just outside the building, and the girl that has the scratches on her face seems really distraught, like she's upset about oh. something. And you don't see these people get upset. Yeah. There's only one other time they get upset, and that's when uh, the guy gets mad about him peeing on the ancestral yeah. ground, yeah. <laughs> and then lo and behold, that guy gets burned in a building. So <laughs> like it's like almost like he like <laughs> broke some rule or something. But uh, but she's like or upset, he, he and the other so girl is consoling her, and then they yeah, walk out of frame. Mm. What was that about? I don't know what that was about. I don't it know just either. is such a weird thing. <laughs> I want to know what it is, but it's so. Randy's really bothered. I'm like bothered by that. What was that about? I'm also bothered by. There's a scene early on when they go into the like dorm, like dormitory, mm-hmm. uh, where everybody sleeps, and uh, one of the characters looks over. I think it's Danny actually, and there's a crying baby. And they yeah. pick up the baby, and then they put a like some shears underneath oh, the baby's yeah. pillow. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and you're like, okay, it's some, you know, they talk about how they put runes <laughs> and other things under their pillows. Yeah, and it's supposed to that. help their dreams or something. But you're like, okay, it's a big old pair of scissors right. under this baby's <laughs> pillow. And the baby, every single night, the baby is crying and never yeah. stops crying. And no wow. one attends to it. It takes three days to cut his sadness. <laughs> well, no, it's part of, I just didn't know. 
I want to know yeah. one, whose baby is that? <laughs> because they talk about how like the, oh, I think the baby shows up. They said her parents are, uh, or his parents, I can't remember, are on pilgrimage. Uh, and that way they don't get attached. Like it helps with attachment. So I wonder if they're just letting the baby sort of like get over it. Like your mom's gone. Yeah. You're now just one. But it's so weird. I, I think it's so interesting that the baby cries every night that they sleep and no one seems to like yeah. pay attention to it. It's so and the scissors. So interesting. Yeah. And the weird <laughs> scissors. I mean, I guess that's maybe severing that connection. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. If we're going to go super literal. But uh, oh, yeah, yeah. it's such a weird I just, little things like that, even though they might not mean anything, I think they add so much yeah. to the movie. You can also they make it feel like uh, a real place that you're like, there's stuff yeah. going on and I don't know what it's going and on. And I think, I think every little thing is so intentional. I, I watched like a, a video where they interviewed Ari Aster and the cast yeah. and they were talking about like just the details to even the clothes because mm-hmm. they made the clothes obviously and they put all of those designs on there. And the wall in that house that they stay in, the walls, like every wall has like crazy paintings and designs on them and they all mean something. Mm -hmm. So I think that every little thing in this movie, personally, I think it all has some significance. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe minor, but. All the runes you can point to. Mm -hmm. uh, He used real runes. Did he? Yeah, with some of them, a a lot of them, with real meanings Mm -hmm. and even used them like in. Either correct or intentionally weird ways. Yeah. Like uh, when they wipe their bloody handprints, mm-hmm. it's that R looking thing. Yeah. And it's a up mm-hmm. symbol. Symbol, yeah. It's like a, your journey's coming to an end. You're going. Yeah. And your journey's complete. You're going to heaven or something. So not like heaven, heaven, but like you're progressing onward. <laughs> yeah. It's journey. That's yeah. what it is. Uh, and then, uh, but on her dress later in the film it's that same r but it's backwards so that's an inverted one so that would mean kind of the opposite of mm-hmm. journey like she's no longer on her journey she's mm-hmm. done with it and then she has another room that means like to evolve like as if you're on that journey mm-hmm. and they're side by side and both tilted so it's like she's not progressing in her journey anymore and she's evolving in a strange way it is, is what her dancing uniform runes are. Uh, there's some more in some other parts of the film. That's but, interesting. Yeah. I thought that was, somebody pointed that out in some YouTube video, and I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> Jeremiah, this one's for you because I know you're going to love it. There's two moments in particular where this movie, this movie draws heavily from a lot of like great past horror films. I mean, the, the, some of the obvious ones are The Wicker Man, I mean, The Wicker Man is sort of a similar premise. It's like a, a village that's basically run by women, and mm-hmm. they go out, and then they invite men back, and then they sacrifice the men for the greater good of the... It's where that... I mean, there's that, not the bees, like, meme from <laughs> Nicholas yeah. Cage, like, where that comes from. That's a remake of the original film. But... Uh, you know, in the DC universe, that's how they mate. That's how they have babies on Themyscira. Wonder the Amazonians. Oh, Oh, they bring people in, in from yeah, the outside. Yeah, and then murder all the dudes. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. So they're bad guys. <laughs> but yeah. Or they're spiders. <laughs> but continue on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then uh, the one I wanted to highlight, though, was the Sam Raimi influences, particularly the Evil Dead I don't see uh, references. Anywhere um, at all. <laughs> you know. So I don't remember if they do this in the original <laughs> Evil Dead or if this was just in the remake or if the and this is probably where I would love to be corrected because it's probably 
from another film. Such um, pretty skin. I don't know. Give it to is. us. Uh, oh yeah, that. Part. <laughs> no, where so they're driving to this village, and the camera flips upside down and follows the like is like dri- got, ahead of the car. He came up with that. No, no, no. He didn't. Okay, I was I was like, oh man, who? I was like, Sam Raimi came up. No, with no, that? no, no. But it's a very Sam Raimi thing. Like it, it feels it feels like The Shining. It feels also like Evil Dead the remake because Evil Dead the remake has a very similar, like almost identical moment where the camera flips upside down and the whole scene is of driving is upside down. Mm-hmm. Um, and he uses Ari Aster uses it as like a moment to show you like sort of that transition from their outside world into the world of the Hargan. I think that's Harga in the fountain too. Maybe. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, no one has a copyright on it. I just mean like, like, I mean, it's not in a ton of movies, but I think that same sort of camera move is in the fountain too. But I remember it. Yeah. So they do that. And then it flips back over again as they're going into the, into the woods. But, but there is a moment when Danny is tripping when they first get there and they're in the field, she goes into the little like outhouse building and sees her sister in the reflection and then panics and runs out of the building and then runs into the woods and it's the shaky cam following her with the music going which is very much the Sam Raimi thing from Evil Dead where the camera is like there's a name for it but I can't remember what they called it but it's a I think they just put the camera on like a two by four and had two people run with it and it it created this like like crazy like because there's obviously not unison between the two camera operators as they're running up the hill. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just gives this crazy, and they chase after somebody. And in so particularly that rem- that in the woods. So reminded you of Sam Raimi? I mean, it's something that he It reminded for. me of me doing, I was the camera operator on a student film, and I got to do that. <laughs> so I'm just thinking of me the whole time. Well, okay. Definitely not Sam Raimi. <laughs> it's something that was made popular by the Evil Dead movies. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, you but can I, see like, you see yeah, that type I'm, of filmmaking. While I'm watching in, that part, I'm like, oh, I remember that. Yeah, day. you that see fun. it in other Sam Raimi works as well, and so I appreciated the little nods to some of the other like great horror films. And then that same day, there was an explosion, and I ha- I got a cactus in my arm, but I couldn't move it because I was the camera operator. And then oh, he yelled, geez. "Cut!" And then I went. <laughs> 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 Like what's wrong? I'm like, <laughs> that's a cactus. I know. <laughs> Does it hurt? It hurts. And then everybody on set started going ah, back at me. And I was like, right. this is yeah, weird. Guys are- <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I feel comforted. No, uh, they all grab cactus, pr- like <laughs> like jabbing into their arms. Their arms. Like, oh, like, ah. I feel your pain. <laughs> it's not mine, but okay. Uh, now, this time, like the first two times watching it, I don't know that I felt this way, but in the in that crying scene this time, I was like, I feel like you could do this to a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and just uh, make the baby, like, ma- like the baby would just go like, and then just stop crying and like look at you. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? Is like... And I don't know, I, I don't think there's any connection here. I think I'm just noticing something interesting. But Danny has, like, maybe it's Florence Pugh, but, like, her mannerisms and just some of the stuff that she does with this character specifically. I don't see this in, in her other performances. But in this in the role of Danny, especially when Danny is tripping, 
she does she has these head movements and other things that are very like i have seen my daughter do. like a little kid like yeah. they're little baby things like i don't know how to describe them other than they're like kind of kind of jerky like they're like like they're like their head is too heavy and they have to kind of like fling it around instead of turn it like they don't have full control and so she does some stuff like that where it's like her head's kind of slightly cocked like she's like just holding up the weight <laughs> of her own head and she kind of has to force it around to the other side and oh. then just even some of the expressions of like, what? Or what is, this is weird. A lot of that stuff that she's doing feels very much like a, what a baby does. And so it's, hmm. it's very weird. I don't know if it's intentional. No idea. It well, just, I, I just noticed there was a lot of similarities. So I was I like, I've seen like, my daughter do that. It's hard to move my head because I'm tripping balls or whatever. Maybe, but it, I mean, well, then Would be sort that of the same. is a similar experience to a baby. Maybe, maybe your baby's <laughs> always tripping balls. Maybe that's, I and mean. it's just like, like her existence is just like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I just thought it was a funny thing. I would say one funny part that we haven't talked about yet was right out. I think it was right after Pele talks to her. The next time she sees, her boyfriend, she's like, sounds like something you would do. And it was like, oh. <laughs> like she finally got, she finally like attacked him one good time. And you're like, yeah, that felt good. I wish she would have done it some more. But, you know, she's they, May, she's May Queen. She has a higher standard. When when Christian goes into the chicken coop and he finds um, Connie's boyfriend the, in there. The blood eagle, yeah. Yeah. He, he gets, the guy comes in after him and blows the like fairy dust or whatever <laughs> in his face and he, and he passes out but when he's passing out it's his pov so he falls yeah. to the ground and the man that blew the dust in his face is standing there the like high priest guy is there and the door the angle that we're looking their direction is like the doorway is like just a, a slit like you can't really yeah. even see just see a little like little beam of light coming through it and in the doorway Looking through that doorway, like you can only see like one eye is Pele, just like just creeping in the background. And I you're like, you. you're like, what the crap, man? Like you're so weird, <laughs> but so cute. So you know, so cute. I want, I want a little more understanding of like he and his brother. He brought two sacrifices. So you're a sacrifice too. Congratulate. And then he's like, he brought sacrifices. He's to be congratulated. He'll live on forever. Well, he so brought like, the May Queen and the person who would was like it just the May Queen? Pass on their line, essentially. So <laughs> I mean what So he yeah. was like he got a bonus. <laughs> yeah. He won all so the, the contests. Bo- the Everyone bonus is to live. <laughs> I guess. So when you so. go on your pilgrimage, you bring people. What if you don't bring people when you come back? Like know. is that automatic? Well, I don't know. Well, guess who's the sacrifice you are? <laughs> or is it like, oh, good, you withheld. You're not going to be in the pool of sacrifices. I want to, I got to, I got to figure this out. I want to know. Obviously, they have bingo nights because they've got that big old <laughs> rolling roll machine. <laughs> Hello? Oh, man. I knew my dad would come out soon. <laughs> I feel like we talked about the movie, but we, we didn't really talk about it. <laughs> Well, I want to hear more from you, Taylor. I want to hear yeah. um, um, some more thoughts that you have. Okay. So after the ritual scene at the very end, that long 20-minute one, it, feel, mm-hmm. it feels like, um, when Christian goes into that barn, and was the guy there, the priest that, like, orchestrated the ritual scene, was he also there um, blowing the dust, fairy dust uh, onto him? The guy that 
that gives the the people the like sab that he puts in their mouth uh-huh. to say like for okay, your fear yeah. and for your pain. He's in there, and the one he's the guy that does the, teaches right. the boys how to skin the bear and stuff. Or well, not skin it. But I got it. Got it. Yeah. When I watched that movie, I felt like I felt like Christian was like being punished mm. after that, and that I I wondered why because like they wanted him for that, but after so I I just wondered why. Like the way they treated him after that, when they invited him to do that, the way they treated him after that just felt like a punishment. So I've I've wondered why. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it does feel like yeah. it feels like a punishment for the sake of you offended our May Queen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they wanted yeah. him to do that. But I mean, it, it does. Yeah, it's it does orchestrated. Fit with like, yeah, it fits with like the metaphor. Yeah. Of like he, they both moved on, and he gets what he wants out of life, you yeah. know, but then ultimately isn't satisfied by it. And then uh, the next day is like an old crippled man in a wheelchair. Like, oh. like he hasn't gotten anything he's wanted out of life. Oh, you're taking it far. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, but, but then that only makes sense in the metaphor kind of way. And it doesn't make sense why they would actually, why they would actually behave in that manner, other than to fulfill the metaphor. Right, the because audience. they, after that, they acted so angry at him. Like, they had these mad faces, and yeah. they were, like, talking to him in mean tones. And so I just wondered why why they were doing that when... It, you know, a lot of... Um, it felt a little bit like they were reenacting a story, and everything had to happen as the story always went. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that there was a queen yeah. and that this was, that she was wronged by her lover and that person was then sacrificed as the, because the, the whole sort por- of a fairy tale in that way. Yeah. yeah. The whole purpose yeah. of that, they mention it, that that, that last sacrifice in the yellow building is to rid them of like evil. And so he becomes a representation of evil because of how he treated mm-hmm. Danny. And so, they are like I was gonna say Christian became the like the evil Christ, yeah. Uh maybe. I don't I don't know if they're going that far with it he, or not. He, well he takes upon the sins of the group, yeah. Sure. And the, yeah. the, that would be why he's named that, yeah. Maybe, yeah. It all is definitely very much orchestrated. Like they, they are doing everything with intent, the people are, within the story of the film. Obviously the film yeah, I can too, see but. that for the like the four sacrificial people, but for for him. All the way at the end, when she gets to choose whether he lives or not, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But I mean, I'm not going to make sense of the this people's like <laughs> traditions. Well, I mean, like, but it, but it, it really does like, straight feel like he's being punished for doing what they wanted. Yeah, that's that's how I looked at it, mm. and so I was like confused about that. But, but I mean, okay, one wrong thing with all movies. Well, I don't even think it's a wrong thing. Like, maybe they are punishing him. Yeah. Why does that matter? Like, what does that mean then? I'll say it. If they're okay One wrong with thing with homie. It's fine. Everybody cool, cool down? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Nobody's, nobody's dying in a fire later. <laughs> I don't know. I, I loved, I just, I loved it. And that, that's so weird for me to say because it's so, you know, ter- it's so, it's, it's so terrible. terribly <laughs> beautiful or beautifully terrible. I don't know, but I, I loved it. And I, don't, I really think I just loved all the details in it. And even in like Hereditary 2, just, man, like I don't, it's hard to find a director that puts that much detail into 
a movie in every area. Like, I mean, there are amazing directors out there, but I think like Sir Astor is once in a blue moon. Like, I think he's very special. Yeah. And if he's listening, please accept my follow request on Instagram because <laughs> I requested to follow you two years ago and it still says requested or requested. And so please, if you're listening, please accept my follow request. Yes. <laughs> Ari Aster listens to This Is About Movies. <laughs> They're going to run so. in his office. Did you hear? What? Did you hear? You got called out. Somebody talked about you on a podcast. Which one? It? <laughs> Direct me to the minute. Have Have you guys ever like watched him in an interview? Just like mm-hmm. he's just like the most gentle teddy bear. <laughs> like his voice is so like, yes, I'm Ari Aster, and like this is my movie, and it's just so I don't know. Like, how does this come out of that? Because <laughs> he seems like the nicest human being on the planet. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, very he very dorky too. <laughs> like he's got this dorky vibe, but well, even Hereditary. People were asking about like, "Are you okay? Where did, where did the <laughs> where did the script come from? Especially like the occult side of it." And he was like, "I experienced a very dark thing in the <laughs> past, and this is about that. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to go into detail." <laughs> and they're like, "Uh, okay." And he's like, "I won't go into detail about it." And it's like not occult stuff though, right? And he's like. Not a cold stuff. I mean, his like, like his Instagram is private, and he's like <laughs> one of the most talked about directors right now, and he's like so, just uh, apparently, he's just a really chill guy, and just I don't know, you know, maybe yeah. he's just super humble, and yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. know, Instagram, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like if he has it private, it's just for him and people that he's yeah, close with. So sure, yeah. You know. Well, and we're just asking and that if he you be close with Taylor. Podcast. That's all. We're just yeah. asking that. Uh, you know, she obviously likes you. She called you Mr. Aster and Sir Aster. Yeah, in more podcast. than once. A couple of times. Master. Just kidding. Master. Is that how you say his first okay, name? Okay, uh, no more hereditary for you, Taylor. I can't wait for your next film, Mr. Aster. It's going to be real bad. Like, no. Uh yeah, well, I mean, we, we, we thought that about uh, the Northman, and then well, you know, then we got the Northman. I honestly feel like maybe we're wrong about it because nope. everybody mm. seems to love nope. it. Nope. Everybody I've talked Whoa, to, Randy, I, stick to I your guns. Heard your opinions? Oh, well, I haven't seen it yet. It's not out yet. Our our well, podcast is not out. Oh, yet. never mind. Well, the movie didn't really come out like in Columbus. It did not. Well, so maybe it, it was here. I well, I just was didn't. It? No, we had to go for it, travel for it. Did we not? We we watched it here. Oh, we did. We did. Oh, it was only was here like, for like. I was, it was like, here am for I like misremembering something? I think it was here for like a week or two. Yeah, but it didn't stay Columbus, very long. Columbus just can't handle these. I think films. they just thought it was something <laughs> other than what it was, but um, so did we. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, actually, if you're speaking of uh, Ari Aster on podcast, there's a great one. I think it's the it's the A24 podcast. Uh, yeah, him and Robert, right? Uh, yeah, and Robert Eggers. They mm-hmm. they have a conversation. <clears throat> it's really good. It's an uh, an older one, like two or three years old. Yeah, they talk about the witch, and they talk about. I think they talk about the lighthouse, mm-hmm. or maybe the lighthouse hadn't quite come out yet at that time. I don't remember, but I think it. Um, I think it had. Yeah. Well, they talk about Midsummer and Hereditary, and, and how many farts are in it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of <All> farts. <laughs> but yeah, the Northman. Did you see the Northman? No, I haven't yet. Oh, okay. You so should watch it. That was like I. I'm a teacher, so at the end of the school year, I was just really busy with mm-hmm. teaching and state tests and stuff. So I just didn't think oh, about state tests. 
Yeah, I didn't think about movies really. That makes sense. Sadly. (laughs) (sighs) Man, A24 is killing the film industry right now. <laughs> killing it. I mean, like, in the best way. They're just killing it. I was like, Midsommar, yeah, Jeremiah, Hereditary. <laughs> You're the one with the hat. I know. I have an A24 hat, and I get made fun of it. Made fun of for it constantly, just because I wear it often. Oh, I love it. It's, uh, He's like, it's blue, and it goes with everything blue, and I wear blue. But yeah, who wore it? He wore it a couple weeks ago. We were like, A24, huh? <laughs> we, no, we, there was a moment, I think I've talked about this before in the podcast, but there was a moment where we were on our way back from a movie and Jeremiah was going on and on about how stupid he thought it was when people wore band t shirts to the band for the band that they're going to see. Ooh, he was uh, like, Oh, I hate it. It's so stupid. Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, know. I'm wearing an A24 hat and we went, we just went and saw an A24 <laughs> movie. And I'm like slowly like taking it off and shoving it in my pocket. <laughs> well, I was doing it to see if he'd get it. And he finally went, Got it. it was, you were trying to be subtle. Got it. Well, like, like if you're going, well, yeah, if you're going to Old Navy, don't wear Old Navy clothes <laughs> going in there. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yep. Just don't, I don't know. I have this fear that if I do that, they'll think that I like stole the clothes. <laughs> like I swear I got it here like last month. <laughs> don't arrest me. <laughs> we have this right over there. Wait a second, that person's wearing our clothing. <laughs> We're obviously a thief. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we had more of those sizes. <laughs> get her. Get her. No. <laughs> I have another baby coming. Who is getting her in this situation? Just the, the old baby employees that apparently care way too much. Are we doing this? Are we really? Okay, yeah, we're tackling her. Okay. Like nobody's moving. They all kind of take one step and they're like, are you going? I'm going. <laughs> well, I'll go. Um, well, any other, any last thoughts? Any, any? Yeah. If you're in a store and somebody steals something, <laughs> just let them go. Let them go. <laughs> Maybe only freak out like, oh, I was working at Starbucks one time and dude tossed a cigarette out of the window, out of his car window in drive through And I was like, that's kind of mean. And then I looked outside like 30 seconds later and it was a fire. And I went, what? Oh, and you can freak out about that, but don't freak <laughs> out about somebody stealing stuff. <laughs> just, uh... Just FYI. Got I, it. I really wish we would have talked about Hereditary a little more. Let's I talk just... about Hereditary a little more. We don't <laughs> we have can, to stop. We can cut that fake rap. Uh, no, yeah, we don't have to. We do that more than you probably. Like. <laughs> we'll be like, all right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. And the, yeah. yeah. Oh, I wish I would have said that or this. Yeah. Hereditary. Um... Uh. <laughs> We've done that too. All right, folks. Thank you very much for listening. I feel like I have more stuff to say. Uh, what was I going to say? I forgot everything. <laughs> is anyone really that allergic to nuts and like you can't function? I think. Why yeah, would think you not carry works. an EpiPen everywhere you go <laughs> if you're literally going to die from a nut? I don't know. I think it was all a part of like the the evil plan because that light pole that she kissed. <laughs> it had that like <laughs> it had that cult symbol on it yeah. so i think that there was like like she's sad to say but like you know like god has a plan for our lives i think that in that movie so that is lord payment <laughs> yeah Payman i think that it was all a part Payman of has the a plan, plan for her life for so I Gosh, think it was in the, it was Charlie. a part of the plan that she ate the nut brownie and then, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah so 
I, I, <laughs> that movie's so. They've been trying uh, to kill her for just thirteen years. Yeah. <laughs> She's just the ultimate warrior. She will not go down. It, yeah, that whole. <laughs> you're, I mean, there. You like you said. You're you're right, Taylor. There's so much similar with these movies, but man, does Hereditary make me feel a different way though? It's, yeah. Um, I feel hopeful after watching Midsummer, in spite yeah. of the. <laughs> uh, undertones of like, there's something sinister happening here. Mr. Astor's listening to that and going, hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that I think that's what he. I think he's writing hopeful? himself out. Of, I mean, honestly, let's let's talk about this a little bit. And like, both of these films are are have have heavy themes of of grief and loss. Yes. Um, how you go through that process. Um, I mean, Midsummer is like. Kill your whole family, or no, find like, a like, new I community, mean, yeah. or find a new community. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. I mean, not. I mean, joking aside, I'm like, more hopeful. Yeah, like losing someone is really hard, and that process of grief in in Ari Aster's situation, it's it's literally he's a, a relationship, a very important relationship, obviously one that he thought would continue on further, but did not, and he represents that through Danny's loss of family, and then Danny's like sort of running to not running to clinging more to this boyfriend because it's all that she has. And then of finally being able to literally and figuratively cut him out of her life and finally let go of that burden and that pain and sadness that was tied up in that and sort of like stand up for herself in a way because the whole movie she is deferring to him and, she and is constantly apologizing i'm so sorry it's you. my fault it, yeah. and it's just it's so he's so manipulative whether he intends yeah. to be or not and she is just perfect for that manipulation like she is just falling right into it every single time even when she knows even when she knows she's being manipulated she's like you know what this is just how i survive this i just go along with it she just sort of takes the abuse and 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 continues to live in that sadness that she carries with her all the time. And it's not until the end that she's able to like find people who are able to live in solidarity with her people that experience pain and joy and love and heartbreak all together that she's able to finally let go of those things. And in a way that I think, you know, like you've mentioned Jeremiah, that she's evolving. She's her journey is over, but she's now become something new in hereditary. It, there's so much grief and so much heartache and so much darkness. And it, it's almost as if the characters don't recover from it. You know, there's, there's, um, well, he literally does become something new, but maybe not in a good way. Yeah. I, I mean, you guys might not be able to speak to this better than I can. Cause it has been, you know, it's been a couple of years since I've seen hereditary. I have not gone back to watch hereditary, <laughs> uh, because of reasons. <laughs> I, just, I think I've seen it uh, two or three times like in total. Okay. I, I honestly think I've I only watched it, the once. it about two hours. I ago. thought <laughs> you watched it again. Okay. So I haven't watched it again. I wanted to, but I even sat down to do it and didn't do it because yeah, I was like, I just, just don't, it's a lot. Emotionally it is a lot. And, and I didn't know oof. if I was like, ready to go down yeah. that because midsummer's its own thing but uh, to me they're both very interesting ways of how we handle loss um yeah. and they're so visceral and so like just like disregarding everything that's actually happening on screen the the feelings uh that and the emotions and things that he and experiences that he's capturing through these stories 
are so real and I think are so relatable. Um, you know, that's really, yeah, I'm trying to think of the difference between the two Midsummer's like loss and grief. And she's living in the middle of that sadness and trying to like staunch that feeling of more loss or like the fear of more loss. Uh, so she's desperately trying to hold on to what she has really living, living in the sadness, but with more afraid of losing more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Even if what she has is bad. She yeah. She doesn't to. want to lose it because she's, afraid of losing it even even if she knows like she's on the phone with that other girl and she's like um yeah i know he's not good yeah i know this isn't a great thing but he's all i have right now and hereditary is more like i don't (laughs) like uh hereditary i felt was more how you deal with grief in a really negative way i think how how that affects how it affects other people yeah. yeah Hereditary is more outward and like explosive, mm, and yeah, and true. like and like looks at the effects of that explosion, and uh, Midsummer is more inward and in how it affects you, and your f- further journey onward. I I do think it is. Um, I just lost my stepdad, which was like my other dad. You know, been in my life for like twelve years. So my and this is like just almost three weeks ago, and so we are going through, uh, we are grieving and going through that, so I'm, I've never experienced this kind of grief before, and so I'm able to see how my family is grieving, and how we, each of us, we grieve in different ways, and I'm seeing people grieve in healthy ways, but also I'm seeing grief in unhealthy ways, and so in Hereditary, I think we see just that, that really unhealthy kind of grief, Peter's mom, she like, she hates, she like hates him. And she just like, I think, I think that was kind of her way to, to cope with grief is just to project negative feelings on everybody. And yeah, I, I think we see people, we see how a family grieves negatively. And then Peter, he just, he, the moment Charlie died he was numb like if you remember the car he turned like he was at first kind of really shocked but like that scene he just turns around and he just kind of like cranks the car and his eyes like he can't even blink he's just so numb and it's probably shock of course but he just goes home and he gets in bed doesn't even tell his mom he just gets in bed and tries to go to sleep and so there are people that when they grieve, they just become numb. And I've seen some of that like recently in my family, even in myself, you know, when, when he first, when my stepdad just died, you know, I was very, very emotional. And then a few days later, I couldn't even cry. Like I was just so numb and you you just have to keep going with life. And so I think Peter, he just became very numb. And, you know, his mom, I think she, she grieved probably the hardest. And then like Peter's dad, like what even like, he was just very, I can't even, honestly, I can't really remember how he really grieved or how we see him grieve. Can you really remember? He He's, he's at first he really seems like he's trying to help Annie through yeah. it. And then she's like, but I, I, but I need to do this. And he's yeah. like, all right. And then once she starts attacking Peter, he's like, I'm going to save Peter. Yeah. 
Am I am I wrong? I, I feel like he grieved kind of privately. Probably so. You said yeah. you just watched it, so I, I don't remember. I, I I remember this, but I may not. It may not be real. <laughs> like, it, well, it wasn't so long, like very. It wasn't very on screen or long or drawn out. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he seemed like he was. He was just like, and like. Because gonna, he's gonna the man of the family. Him, yeah, he's got to be the tough guy. Strong, he's the dad. Yeah. He's the leader of the home. And so, yeah. And there are people that do grieve privately. Mo- I might be wrong in saying this, but I feel like most men who are like kind of prideful and like tough guys, they probably do grieve really privately and they don't show it to others maybe. And so. Well, I mean, being a man. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, Please tell us, Joe. <laughs> well, <laughs> like? a, a lot of that's just like, uh, the same sort of shock and numb feeling. Sure. And so nothing's going to come out. But that's probably like 80 or 90% of it from male to female is the same. It's just. Mm. <sighs> yeah. And yeah. And but when you look at a male, it's like that staunch. Well, the masculine way to deal with grief is no tears. We're going to do this and move on. I don't know. You You get one little cry session out and then you're like, okay, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> do we remember his name i don't remember the i don't even name. remember his name <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. i haven't uh, watched it in like two years <laughs> peter charlie annie let me see steve is it steve i feel like it's steve yeah steve okay. here it is look at that <laughs> uh taylor with the save steve <laughs> we don't look things up on this podcast <laughs> no <laughs> um <laughs> She needs to be here all the time just to look stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> to constantly correct us. <laughs> he, to me, he's not even really, like, he's not your stereotypical, like, male father, like, tough guy, got to be the leader of the house. Like, he's very much just, Yeah. he's a very quiet type. He's very. He is quiet. He he's, he is submissive to his wife in a way. Yeah. Um, She sort of is like, I mean, I think she's kind of the main reason why they have money, yes? Yeah, she's an artist. She's an artist and brings stuff in. And isn't he a psychologist or a psychiatrist that, that she fell in love with mm. through their sessions, I guess? So even in that, there's like yeah. this weird dynamic of like, you know, someone who helps people grieve is now in a relationship with somebody who's now. So he has this weird personal and professional relationship to her. Well, um, yeah, and what should be And that's why there. I think why he is, there. why he has such distance from the rest of the family is because he's. That's just how he is with everybody now. And so he can't, you know, express <laughs> too much emotion in his sessions with people. So he, he almost does that oh, with yeah. his family. But I love the the image of just, I mean, he, he dies burning alive. Mm. But just that scene in general of yeah. like how how her grief can turn into hatred yeah. towards others and how it's mm. <laughs> like yeah. directed at him in a way that literally kills him. It's just a, such a powerful, powerful image. I think it is a sad movie. It's not meant, to, it's not hopeful at all to me. Yeah, yeah they sort of contrast each other like that too. Yeah. They both turn into, well, it's like a, it's a male turning into a new creature after grief and it's a terrible thing. It's a female turning, uh, going on a journey, an emotional journey at grieving and then turning into a, I don't know, we'll say a positive thing and it's a hopeful thing. Mm-hmm. And find community out of that. Yeah. I hadn't really contrasted the two like that, but they're basically stark opposites in that manner. Yeah. yeah. Sister films in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I do I do appreciate that because I mean you can't just talk about grief and be like, well, that's it. We covered it. it it's I mean it is so nuanced. It is different for everybody. There's you know people. I don't know. I've only I've been I mean I've had at this point in my life now I've had a few family members die. No immediate family, but grandparents and my aunt passed away back in 2012. That was like the closest that I was near actual death. Like she was in the room next to me when she died. We were there. We knew she was going to pass. Yeah. That first week was just, I don't know what to th- how I feel about this. I'm not sad. I'm not, yeah. I mean, she, even she comes home after the funeral. Annie does for her mother. It's a very different relationship with her mother, yeah. but she comes home and she, the first thing she says when she walks in the house to, to Steve is, it does feel different. Like the house feels different. And then she, she looks, leans over to him and whispers, should I be more sad? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's this sense of like, you know, because they did not have a good relationship and she doesn't know what's, what is the correct response in that situation. Now, obviously me and my aunt, I loved my aunt. So I was sad, but my emotions didn't match my understanding in my mind of how I felt about her. And so there's the, this weird, that, that thing going on. And then, guilt that comes with that for not being emotional and then the moment when those emotions finally catch up to you um i think it was maybe a week or two later that i finally like it hit me mm-hmm. you know yeah. even then that was like okay i i have grieved good job yeah. moving on um <laughs> job. really that's not the case i mean it was like a year later i was in a, i was living somewhere else i was i was just kind of talking about my experience mm-hmm. in ohio at the time which is where i was and just just with a friend, and it turned into like an hour long conversation where I like broke down and had all these yeah. like yeah, things like, just come out that I didn't know were there, and yeah. like <laughs> this poor friend who didn't know this. what oh, they yeah. got themselves into, and I felt so bad afterwards. But <laughs> yeah. I was like, dude, I'm grieving right now, a year later. But even I mean, I think some of that's still with me, and that was oh, 2012. Yeah. Like I don't I don't think Definitely. ever, I don't think you ever really <laughs> can like get past those moments. You can just sort of choose how you're going to move on. Yeah. Um, and I like that both of these movies are just ways that people have chosen to move on. One yeah. very awful negative <laughs> one. And then one where it's like, hey, you know what? There's still stuff that's under the surface. There's still problems. There's still some evil here, you know, but they're able to find some sort of hope in all yeah. of it. So I don't know. There's there's a, maybe that's why I, I appreciate Midsummer yeah. so much because yeah. there's so much there. Well, actually, a hopeful uh, end to it. Yeah. You just reminded me of a, I think it was like f- a year or two ago, Coffee House on Fifth. Me and you were just talking, and I was like, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I was like, Randy, <laughs> oh. don't ever get divorced, Randy. And it's like oh, been man. a long time. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, God, I'm still sad about that. Mm. Uh, and Randy was like, Oh. No, I was not. <laughs> no, I was not. He, he was like he was like in a notepad. He was like, there, there. We're in public. Oh. <laughs> Jeremiah, I think that's when like like I knew that we were friends. Because it was like you for whatever reason at that out time of, out of you felt nowhere. Like you yeah. felt safe enough to talk about that kind of stuff. And it was like, I don't know. I felt I I did not feel weird about it, trust me. Yeah. Maybe I felt weird for the people around us, but well, that's, well, that I, like you were just like you were just like we we're talking, and you were like kind of in a notepad, and you're like, uh-huh. and then I'd, like out of nowhere, I'm just like, and you're like, what? 
and you like like closed it really fast and you're like, what's happening? <laughs> okay, where 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 uh we do this now, okay. And I was like, I'm oh, sorry, man. <laughs> Let me drink this coffee real quick. No, that was a good conversation. <laughs> So I forgot about this, but actually when I was looking at who, like the cast, I saw like a review and it was like, if somebody ever clicks their tongue around me again, I'm Ooh. calling the police. <laughs> 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 so I forgot how in Hereditary, like that's like a thing. Like she like is always clicking Charlie her tongue. The, yeah. yeah. And then in Midsummer, it's the little <gasps> thing, uh-huh. <laughs> the breathing thing, you know, that's like everyone's doing it. Like, what is this? What I is the deal? Know, I want to know what that's supposed to be. Yeah. Like the breath thing. I don't know. Is it's that, just like the ha- like thing? the waving the hands thing. It's just the thing they do, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just <laughs> like a way they prepare thing. themselves to get going. I I, yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a way that it's a it's something unique about this community yes. yeah. that is foreshadowed early on. Yeah, there's a lot of things that Danny does early in the film before she meets these people <laughs> that is like like what they do. So it's almost like she's meant for it. The the know? tongue click thing, I will say. The first time watching Hereditary, I thought it was something like the not fully there kid did. Uh-huh. But watching it the second time, I think it's something the devil does because mm. he's in her mm-hmm. the whole time. And there's something when you go back and read what P- Paimon, Paimon, yeah, what he is is he only speaks in his own language until you command him to speak in your language. So he has all these like weird little quirks and stuff that he does mm-hmm. that have no meaning to anyone else. So I think it's I think anytime Charlie's doing that or later on when Peter does it, it's because Paymon's there. Yeah. So <laughs> Stop it. Stop that. <laughs> Hereditary is the only movie that like I love scary movies. Yeah. I like horror films a lot. Like, I a like lot of times people will say, like, I like horror, <laughs> I like scary movies. I just don't like ones that have lots of spiritual stuff in it. Or like demonic and stuff. Yeah, I get that. But I never really understood that or felt that until way hereditary. until Hereditary. <laughs> I've seen plenty of movies with demons and ghosts and evil dead and whatever yeah. else in it. And then this one was like, this actually feels felt, like real. <laughs> it felt evil. It's uh, yeah. all the little words and stuff that she's drawing. Yes. Yeah. Th- those are like from spells and stuff. Yeah. Uh, there, like there are some people that I know, I tell them like, you cannot watch this movie. Yeah. You can't handle it. You can't watch it. Don't watch it. You're not allowed to. <laughs> but at the same time, I want to share it with everybody because it's so good. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine yeah. like telling my mom oh, to gosh. watch okay. it. Yeah, she that's would just fair. be like, I wouldn't show my parents that. Yeah. Like, well, there's a, like, especially Christians. Like, um, I actually was talking to a friend today about this, and a lot of Christians think that scary movies. Like, I'm going to quote it with my fingers. Sure. Open oh, up the door oh, to the devil. <laughs> they, it opens up the door. It opens your home up to this. Uh-huh. And I, I, I don't really agree. I can't tell. I can't really explain why I don't agree. But I just, I don't know. I don't think that there's like a demon latched on to this mm-hmm. movie. I think it, it's a story, like, yeah. to me. And so what do you think? No, I agree. I think I think you're right. I mean, I've heard that line. <laughs> My whole it life. It opens up a door. You know, it's. <coughs> I I've think always, it's a, I've always heard like if you do a séance, you know, that's inviting <laughs> a devil in. But there's a séance in the Bible where Saul goes to summon yeah. Samuel after he's dead. Guess who it says talks back to Saul? 
It says Samuel talks to Saul. <laughs> so I don't know what demons you're reading into that story, but the know. it's actually the Witch of Indoor. Yeah, which is weird. Yep. Thank you, uh, George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't say he was talking to a demon. The the book that you get all this stuff from says the King Saul went, did a seance to talk to Samuel, and Samuel responded, hey, don't talk to me when I'm a dead man. Stop it. You're not, you know better than that. I think... I think people, when they don't understand something, yeah. they find ways to uh, write it off or explain it away or get, uh, you know, push it away from them so they don't have to deal with it. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, a lot of things are like that. Uh, we've seen some more popular examples of that with, in especially within the Christian community mm-hmm. with things like Pokemon and, oh, <coughs> Harry, and Potter. Harry Potter. Those are the two, God. the two big I'm ones. I'm still upset but, at my parents. <laughs> Because I mean, they have grandchildren now, and my mom will, like, watch Harry Potter with my niece. And I'm like, uh, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? But there's, like, there's that. And the reason why is because they didn't understand it at the time. Well, they yeah. saw it as, like, oh, this is an outside thing. It's an evil. Right. But they didn't take the time to actually look into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of times... Uh, you know, Pokemon's the same way. It's like, well, they talk, they talk about evolution in that, so obviously it's bad, you know, because <laughs> most Christians don't believe in Well, evolution. and their pocket monsters, and Randy. Pockets. That's what Pokemon See, I didn't know. My parents for. were all about the evolution thing. And monsters <laughs> in your pocket. That's no words for demons. <laughs> you can't I, demons. <laughs> demons is bad. No demons in your pockets. Um, I think just any time, especially with, with uh, the Christian community, any time there's any sort of representation of evil, it is maybe rightfully so, taken in with caution. And it's, horror films are just like, I guess, maybe the most <laughs> the most evil of representations <laughs> say, of evil. Unless it's Lord the of the most, Rings, then we're okay with well, it. Well, yeah. Even but though Tolkien was like, this is not an allegory. <laughs> They're like, it's allegory. Well, allegories are easy. It's an easy way for us to explain away things. But like I said, it, when, when we don't understand something, <laughs> we, we come up with these ways to write stuff off. And I think... That whole thing of like, I don't want to deal with that darkness. And why I say that specifically because I don't mean, I think a lot of people don't want to deal with it. They want to pretend like it doesn't exist. And so they say, oh, it's opening up a door. So having that stuff is bad. So I, that's my way of saying I, that's a, you know, it's not a good thing. I don't have to have that in my life. But I'm on the other side. I think there's a, um, <laughs> there's a quote that I have written down. Uh, let, me, let me pull it up for you because it's really good. I want after you do, after you quote this. I want to. Are there any biblical stories that would be horror stories if we told the Revelation? Maybe. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> so here, so there's a quote. It's by Akira Kurosawa, and it says, "To be an artist means never to avert avert one's eyes. It means you have to experience things. It means you have to look at the good and the bad in order to get the full picture and to really understand the world. And I think." While there's a lot of bad, scary movies that are just there for popcorn and entertainment, I think there is a handful of really good masterworks um, yeah. of horror films. I think Hereditary is among the best, if not the best, right. in that area. I think some other examples would be, you know, a popular example would be uh, The Exorcist. 
I think uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose oh, is also a one. another one. That's a very underrated. Um, I like so that. So underrated. It's really good. I think uh, Conjuring. <laughs> the Conjuring is another one. I think, and, you know, a lot of that stuff from Insidious from the same uh, director. Yeah. I mean, there are others for sure. There are other older horror films. Uh, I know the original Amityville Horror. Um, even the um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is more of like a slasher film. It's not really <laughs> yeah. you know dealing with spiritual stuff necessarily. But there, there's stuff there that that those filmmakers were trying to get at mm. that not everyone can handle and that's okay. Mm. But I, you have to be careful where you let your mind wander for sure. Yeah. You have to be careful when uh, about the things that you dwell on. Right. But I also think that part of being careful is to acknowledge that there are evil things in this world, whatever those might be. And it's important for us to, to uh, understand people's experiences. And I think things like Hereditary, mm-hmm. it's not about what's happening on screen. It's about what's happening underneath the surface. It's about the subtext. It's about a family grieving so hard that they're tearing themselves apart. Mm-hmm. Like that's what the movie's about. And I think that is so much more valuable than trying to write it off as opening a door for the devil to get a <laughs> foothold in your life. It's like, no. <laughs> Yeah. That's exactly what this family did. Right. They they did it by, you know, they didn't do it by watching a scary movie. They did it by <laughs> three scary. Movies. Literally inviting the devil into their life, but also, uh, but a, also a devil, not the, yeah, a the. devil. Yeah. But <laughs> but they did so by by allowing their grief to make them into monsters. Yeah, and to get right back at my uh, youth pastor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's the truth of the movie. It is noble and just and lovely. Uh-huh. Think on those things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for real, that's that's true. I mean, it's, yeah, hereditary is a hard pill to swallow for sure, but it, yeah. I think it's a necessary one. I talked for that about that for far too long. but That was great. You'll cut it in the... I'll cut it all out. <laughs> no, that needs to be in there. I Taylor's going to be like, I want to know your thoughts, and it's just going to be crickets. I think you need, <laughs> all right, everybody. I think you need to include the whole, it opens up the door, you know, because uh-huh. you worded it how I've always wanted to word it, but I never could find the words. Mm. Because I love horror movies, and when I tell people that I watch them, especially my Christian friends are like, oh, I could never, I could just never, <laughs> oh, I could never do that. I just couldn't sleep at night, and. So, not with I'm the demons okay. flying around yeah. my head. And that, I mean, <laughs> that's uh, I'm okay with that. First, like it's okay if you don't want to watch them. Yeah. But it, I, I do think that it is unfortunate that we sometimes sort of label them as an evil, and it's like, you yeah. know, I I don't appreciate it when. Yeah, not if I can find true and lovely and just things in them. Yeah. yeah. And like, like for example, we've talked a lot about grief in both of those movies, and it's like it's almost a story about grief. And so mm-hmm. you can look, you can watch it with grief in your mind. Oh, how are they, how do they grieve? Oh, they're grieving like so-and-so did and, you know, turned evil like someone and, you know, mm-hmm. so. Just like that devil king. But just, I really, I really don't think I can watch Hereditary again. I've always <laughs> said if I do watch it again, it's going to be with a group of people and we're going to try to make it fun. Mm. And so I don't know, like maybe we should do that. We should all maybe. watch Hereditary <laughs> together right here, right here. And uh, but, uh, have popcorn, candy. I actually could play it to that TV right now. Don't, please don't. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm not ready. Uh, no. <laughs> I got to like, you know, pray myself up about it. I, I, uh, I just bought it and then I downloaded it. So I could. That's oh, I, ha- I bought it on yeah, Blu-ray and I watched it the one time and then I started it. Yeah. 
uh, this morning. He was like, but then nah. I you just couldn't finish I it. Stopped, huh? So I, like, oh. I finished Midsummer, and I was like, "All right, let's crack the next one." <laughs> Hereditary. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I watched Hereditary. I think I watched it at night, and then I watched Midsummer in the day. So like, nice. the move, the night movie <laughs> at night, the day movie in the day. And so I remember after I watched after I watched that Midsummer, I walked outside, and I was I just. You know, you know, after you watch a movie and like you just like life just feels different, mm-hmm. like especially after Hereditary well, for three good days, movie, yeah. like I just felt I felt that physical like just disturbance and like that. All, like I really that really did feel kind of yeah. evil and I really had to pray. <laughs> um, but I think that was just my own like fear. But after after um, Midsommar, I think I just went outside and I was just like looking at the sky and just thinking of how the movie like and then you looked down at your feet so, and there was grass growing yeah, out <laughs> what did I drink mushrooms <laughs> Wave people waving their hands around <laughs> and faces in the trees I didn't take any mushrooms and then you start, and then you start screaming and the lady across the street goes ah. yeah <laughs> there's a okay. I wish we I wish we actually did that another we weird are. thing there in the scene where they first take mushrooms in the field mm-hmm. uh, there's a conversation that they're having when they're about to take the mushrooms and they're, they're arguing about awkwardly about, yeah. you know, timing out their trips yeah. so that they don't, you know, and, uh, there's, different trips. there's uh they're standing, some characters in the foreground, some are in the, the background and they keep rack focusing between the two groups. But when they do that way, way in the background, there is a hillside and there's some people on that hillside, yeah. but there is a tree. It's a single tree. Yeah. And when they rack focus to the foreground, it goes even more out of focus. It, it's always out of focus, but it gets so distorted that it looks like a figure that is completely black. Hmm. Um, like in all black, it just looks like a person standing on the hillside. I have no idea if it's intentional, oh. but it look, it's so creepy. And it's ne- there's nothing like else like it in the film, and so I don't yeah, think it was on no, purpose. There are. But it's just there, there is. Okay. There uh during different parts of the film, there are faces and figures. Yeah, yeah, there the are people in the wood or in the trees and things like that. I, I know that, but it, this isn't like it isn't like that. It's almost like um, it just feels like somebody in the distance watching. But there's never anything like that, other than the the random like people in the town that are just like at the edge of the frame, kind of looking in. Doing, they're always like like even when the camera pans with the Christian running naked to the hen house. <laughs> <laughs> fun sentence. Um, well, and from uh, the, the camera is to just, the it, he's running from one place. Oh, gosh. He's running from one place to the next. <laughs> you said to the from hen, hen house. From hen house to like, hen house. Wait, an in depth look at Midsummer. And it, so, when it, as he's running from building to building, the camera's like panning. And when it does so, he runs into the the actual like chicken coop. But the camera <laughs> continues to pan just a little bit. And then there's a person standing at the very edge of the frame. It looks like it might be a kid because they're kind of short, but they're standing out of focus. And, and But you know it's a person because they're wearing the all-white that the Hargans wear, and mm. they're just standing there by themselves. And it's almost like like it could have been like an extra who thought they were out of frame, <laughs> but they kept it because it's real freaking yeah. creepy. <laughs> who knows? But there's other moments like that where that happens, where like just at the edge of frame, there's one of the Hargans just like, watching because it's almost like the whole village is in the know yeah it's always like you, you know like everybody knows the it. plan yeah. because there's like several times that people that say oh connie yeah your boyfriend went in the truck 
to the train station <laughs> and then is, they go somewhere else name? to like Curtis? another group of people Colin? and it's not like they're texting each other so there's just a girl and then she's like oh yeah Connie's boyfriend he went to the airport or to the yeah. train station and you're like how did you know that oh they all know <laughs> yeah and they like lean over at supper later I'm the one who took him yes I just wanted you to know okay bud I really want to be this is what turns horror movies into comedies I want to be there during the plan like when they're all meeting beforehand they're like all right everybody tomorrow's the big day do we all remember our places <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> what what it's like Jigsaw, it actually Jigsaw actually off. planning out his master plan for the Saw movies is like a comedy because you're just like he's like all right and then they're gonna do this and then I know they're gonna do this so I'm gonna put myself on the floor over here and I'm gonna do, it's just like I, w- goofy, I will but. say watching it today it did feel like a play yeah well like they were all in that year well i mean that too but even like the like they'll be right here and they'll walk into the village and then like blah 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 they'll like (laughs) they'll dance and the camera will follow the dance over here then that's the new scene it it feels like like play moving on to the next scene well it'd be and even if you think of that as like even as as a direction that ari may have given to the the people in the village like we see it as like oh, there's all these little vignettes of rituals and things that they're doing. But if you really think about it, it's like from the moment that they walk through the sun, yeah, the, the ritual has it's begun. G- it's going. And yeah. it doesn't end until the, you know, until Danny smiles at the end. Like it's just like, it's an ongoing thing. <laughs> and everyone's like, time. she smiles. No it's yeah. over. <laughs> She's part of us. Yeah. Uh, get, you want to try to guess his name? <laughs> Whose name? You want to play hot and cold? <laughs> Whose name? I had to Sorry. look it up. Whose whose name are we talking about? Well, I can't tell you his name without Connie's me saying the name. Boyfriend. Oh, Connie's boyfriend. Oh, um, you could have said Connie's boyfriend. <laughs> I know. I just be difficult. <laughs> I didn't remember what we were talking about. I can't say his name without Connie's saying his boyfriend. Name, okay, we're gonna talk about. You wanna um, play hot and cold? Sure. <laughs> it's gonna take a long time. Five letters. Five letters. Yeah. Okay, that's gonna throw me off. Uh, it's um. I really wanted it to start it. with it's a like C. It's like right there. It I didn't just... start with. It doesn't start with a C. I want it to be Connor because her name is Connie. <laughs> well, I was like, not, Connor, Colin. No, this is good content. <laughs> I'm trying to remember Danny. Like, so did you, did you hear that so-and-so left her? That's a good start. I can't remember what she says. Say though. what you said again, but slow it down. <laughs> so-and-so? So-and-so. So-and-so. It's not Owen. Is it Sean? <laughs> Five letters. Is it? Uh, oh, I guess Sean. One way could be five hundred. Think like, think like OG American Idol. <laughs> oh, yeah. that doesn't help me at all. What? I didn't yeah. watch American Idol. What? The British guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay, Simon. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> and even that doesn't feel right. That's no, not doesn't. his name. But we'll make up a That's what it him. said on IMDb. <laughs> I wanted it to be Colin, like really bad. But Simon. 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 Simon said. Something that bothered me from the from the arrival of this wherever they are was just the awkward long hugs everybody does and the staring <laughs> into each other's face. Like what? I get no, that's, it's great. That's just I guess that goes under the category of like uh, weird the things they do. Cultures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, no, I wish everybody hugged like that, and I wish <laughs> I, I, I'm for real. And, and I wish we like two minutes. <laughs> and, well, and I wish I wish we like would feel each other's emotions like that. Yeah, empathize. Yeah, I, d- I, j- I, I want to be in that commune just without the human sacrifice <laughs> or other strange rituals. I don't think you get that commune without the human <laughs> sacrifice. <laughs> that might be true. I don't think it's possible. Um, oh, gosh, 
Yeah, I don't know. I even went on like a little, I, I turned into a California hippie in 2019 for two weeks and went on like a yoga retreat. I was in the middle of a farm in a, with a heated floor in a barn with a bunch of dudes oh. early in the morning going, um, and it was the coolest thing oh, in so the world. Creepy. I had just to have 30 dudes all doing that all at one time. And like you feel like you're doing the same rhythm. It's like a camp high. It's like a different I mean, yeah, it's a experience. But that's also that, like like when we gather and sing, that's why we do it. Oh, you, yeah. You inhale and you exhale at the same time. It, it even like physically gets your hearts beating at the same time. So like a whole thousand group of people can have their literally like have their hearts beat as one. Not not a metaphor. Like that really happens. Hmm. That's cool. That's awesome. I think midsummer like this village midsummer is what happens, you know, when when you're at summer camp and like ah oh, you're just like ah oh, I just don't want it to end like yeah. that yeah. that feeling and of course you come down the mountain and it and it's That's over why she and you smiled. never talk to those people again yeah. you know it's just this like memory that you have but you're like we're no, gonna be friends I'm, forever I'm, like type thing I'm so midsummer like is, on is like what happens if you stay at camp and you don't leave <laughs> like, it's just the no really inevitable outcome three of them on human Facebook. sacrifice and like weird hugs <laughs> well. Taylor, thank you so much for being here with us. This has been really fun. Thanks. Uh, I'm glad you can make it. This would not have been nearly as good with just Jeremiah and I. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Well, I've had this idea for a long time. Like, since you started the podcast, I was like, man, we should do one where we talk about Hereditarian and Midsummer. So It'd it just so happened fun. to hit on just exactly yeah. the right Perfect thing. Day, yeah. Perfect timing. Yeah. Like, I'm on summer break, you know, not working. And so it's just great. All right. Well, we got one more Cheesecake episode. One last one. It's and the big no one. one's going to want to talk to and us. And no one's going to want to talk to us about it <laughs> because uh, it's Jeremiah's Cheesecake movie. We'll let you know what it is when we when we get there, but uh, you, you already probably already know, know if you've listened to uh, us talk at all. I really have the feeling I'm going to watch it this week. And You're going to hate like, it. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. I hope not. I hope not. I hope not, too. And I have seen it maybe six or seven times in the interim. I think it holds up. I I think it does. I just, I just have this feeling this time it's going to be like, oh. <laughs> You're afraid. You're worried, little worried. Yeah. Now that we're actually going to talk about it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's actually good. Yeah. <laughs> what will people think of me if I? <laughs> I mean, but even if it's not, I'll be like, it was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. And that's I, the truth. I thing. changed my mind. It can still a movie can be nothing to you now. Nothing. Uh, but it, okay. Now, how do I say this? Worthless. Um, a movie can still be good even if it doesn't mean what it used to mean to you. Right. Yeah. You know. So. Any time my hair was messed up. It's not well, a it's, it's not an a visual audio medium, podcast. So. Well, still. They wouldn't have known until you told them. So now Keep that in. That Keep goes that. in. And now and now when they re listen to it, they're gonna be like, I can tell her hair is messed up. It sounds the whole off. time. Yep. <laughs> like something was off about that girl. I don't know what it was. Wait, at it the end she said it was her hair. Oh yeah, that makes sense. All right. Thanks again, everybody. This has been This is about movies, Cheesecake Festival Edition. And we'll see you next week. Woo-hoo! Don't join weird communes with human sacrifice. <laughs> That's just my advice. Just general life advice. <laughs>